2: Welcome in. It's the at Attic Podcast for Fansided. We're here on Radio Row Friday at the Super Bowl. Patrick Allen, Sterling Holmes. And we're opening this thing up. We're starting off hot today. Got a special guest, Quentin Johnson, yeah, sure. wide receiver uh, uh. for the Chargers here with us. How you doing today, Quentin? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate yeah? you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You going to the game on Sunday?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm planning on it.
2: I can't afford it, man. I gotta get. <laughs> I, I gotta get in the league, you yeah, know. Yeah, for <laughs> they, sure. They don't pay. They don't pay. Uh, we appreciate you coming out. You just out here doing the rounds on Radio Row. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, all right, so I gotta ask you. Who was your favorite wide receiver growing up? Is there somebody that you modeled your game after?
3: Um, growing up, um, I would say I would say it kind of changed now because um, I was I was shorter, obviously. Um, so I modeled my game after shorter, uh, shifty receivers. Like yeah. uh, Deshaun Jackson was uh, one of the main ones I watched, and then going into college, obviously uh, a lot of people li- uh, like Tavon Austin, uh, DeAnthony Thomas. So those were the main highlights that was you know on my YouTube search. <laughs> yeah, but
4: but now I mean, what? Yeah, when, when did wait. the growth spurt happen?
3: Um, probably probably the middle of middle of high school um. Uh, the growth spurt and kind of filling out a little bit more because I was because I was getting a little longer uh, my freshman year, but I was still kind of sure. little so I was still watching
2: them.
4: You know, <laughs> yes. From Deshawn to Julio, Jones yeah, pretty quick, sure. right like there. Yeah, for sure.
3: Very quick, like within like half a year or so. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's uh it's crazy, man. We got a lot of Deshaun Jackson, which mm. kind of surprised me a little bit. I guess I'm a little bit older. I'm 40, so I'm, uh-huh. I'm expecting everybody to be like Jerry. You know, yeah. you guys didn't watch Jerry, yeah. Um although he did play for a long time. Definitely. Uh, we get a lot of Julio too. Mm. Do you yeah. watch Julio? Oh
3: yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Definitely yeah. one of my favorite players. What of
4: I? most interesting ones i get is keenan allen, keenan allen your sure. teammate yeah. what is he like as a leader because yeah. it seems like a lot of the younger generation of mm-hmm. guys they look up to him his consistency what he's been able to do year yeah. after year mm-hmm. especially at his size yeah. what
3: has keenan allen been for you as a leader yeah for sure and then kind of, kind of just from the outside looking in like you, you you have a certain level of you know appreciation for him in, in his game but um actually being there with him day in and day out um it kind of it kind of gives you just that much more of appreciation for him uh, just seeing how hard he works um still 10 10 plus years in It's like he still works Like this is You know His first year um, And he's trying to You know uh, Earn a spot on the team Which obviously has The spot on the team Um, But you know Just um, you know Watching him in meetings um, Kind of picking his brain About different stuff How he uh, applies meetings And film uh, to the field And stuff like that Is just amazing to watch And you know uh, uh, Definitely a good guy To um, you know Kind of model my game after
2: yeah, and it's got to be cool watching him. A lot of guys, you know, they get to around 28 and teams start, you know, he's going to start losing a step. Mm-hmm. Keenan was unbelievable this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is? Have you noticed anything he does? Is there a way that he prepares, takes care of his body to mm-hmm. make sure he can, can you know, continue playing at a high level?
3: Yeah, for sure. Just a lot of um, just a lot of prehab stuff. Um, a lot of people, um, you know, don't 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 want to wait until you have to do rehab. He does prehab stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, just you know, just um, I guess ice bath um, stuff like that. Nothing nothing crazy. Um, but he's you know a different. Stretches and stuff like that. We go in the weight room. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know his stuff. Um, his his um, weights and stuff is you no know, modified. Um, you know just you because know, he because he has been elite this long. Yeah. Um, but, but as far as you saying um, you know how he plays, like I was I was actually surprised. Um, you know especially going into that first camp and kind of just. Just coming in, watching him like, okay, he's still moving like yeah. he's my age. Yeah. And then it was crazy because then I realized I'm like, he's 31, like how's he doing this? But right. but nah, that was pretty cool to see.
4: Yeah. Uh, hopefully 31 is still good for me. It I, definitely is. As I'm is, getting ready sure. to go to my 30s, I'm yeah. getting a little nervous. 31 I hear is still, pretty, that's young. A bad thing, still but nah, pretty young. Still pretty young. When it comes to you this year transitioning from college mm-hmm. into the NFL, mm-hmm. what was the hardest part for you? Obviously, you came on strong mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Yeah. Was there a learning period? Obviously, some of that came with yeah. opportunity as well. Yeah, for sure. But what was the transition like for you for college to the NFL?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. It was different. Um, uh, especially um, going into the preseason and then having the season, uh, obviously wasn't used to um, a season being that long—ten, yeah. um, ten, nine, ten games max, um, twelve, whatever—and um, then you co- uh, you come to the league and then you get to that number and then you're usually like, okay, like this one, I need to start winding down, getting ready for off season. <laughs> Coach, is like, nah, we got like eight more games left. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, the so, big games. Yeah, start. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now football's starting for real. Yeah, like, right. Was that just a warm up? <laughs> but yeah, nah. Um, definitely that um, just 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 all around learning how to be a pro because um, I mean I mean because you make it to this level you still have to learn how to be a pro and that comes with um, you know routines uh, nutrition uh, how you carry yourself outside of the field um, because now obviously you got more eyes on you so um, you know just just learning to adapt to all of that
2: a lot of times when a, a top receiver comes into the league uh, they're getting drafted highly. They come onto a bad team, a team mm-hmm. that's got a lot of holes in it. The Chargers have a really talented roster. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they don't have a, a, a good quarterback. That's not the case. You Definitely in with not with Justin Herbert. What kind of leader is him, and what's it like catching balls from that? Yeah,
3: game? for sure, um, amazing for sure. Um, coming in, uh, he's he's one of those guys that you that you come in and almost just sit there and look at because you almost starstruck and then you realize you guys are on the same <laughs> team. So uh, you know uh, you get you know uh, very excited about that. But yeah, from um, yeah you know from day one uh, you know he would come up to me and be like. If there's anything that, that that I need from him, you know, just ask him, pick his brain about anything, and then um, yeah, you, um, he's definitely, um, you know, helped my process. It's been a lot easier this season.
4: Uh, you've gone good the Kansas City Chiefs twice now. Mm-hmm. They're in the Super Bowl here. Yeah. What, what, what challenges do they bring? What do those cornerbacks bring—the yeah. the length, the strength—and what do you see from Spagnola trying to, you know, take you out of the game yeah, there? Nah,
3: um, yeah, nah, yeah, um, You know, definitely, uh, definitely physical uh, players that can go the distance for sure. Um, you know, uh, very, very physical, very fast, very disciplined and stuff like that. So um, I feel like that's the main thing, um, and they've been doing it for, uh, you know, so long. Uh, you know, week to week, uh, week to week, consistently. That's what you know. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, got them to this point.
2: Was there a player on the Chiefs that gave you the most trouble in coverage?
3: Um. I guess, you know, you know, Snead, for sure. Um, a lot of a lot of jump jams, a lot of, uh, you know, in in my face type of stuff. But, you know, it was, it was fun to go against him.
2: Yeah, he's a physical guy. It was funny. You know, his teammate, Trent McDuffie, made mm-hmm. the all-pro team. Snead didn't even
4: make the Pro Bowl, but he, you know, he had yeah, an incredible year. Was that a big yeah. snub yeah. in your eyes? Yeah, for sure, yeah. for yeah. sure. Were you yeah. watching NFL Honors last night? Did you, do you try, try and catch up on all those things? A little bit of it. Were, bit were of you surprised on anything? Yeah. Anything that surprised you?
3: Uh, No, nah, not too much. Not too much, for sure. I was cool on it.
2: Uh, have you had a chance to uh, talk to Coach Harbaugh yet?
3: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Okay. What did yeah. he um, say to you when he uh, called So uh, he reached out to me, I think, a day or two after uh, he got hired. And then I was like, Coach, let's get on the call. Um, and you know the first thing we talked about was that Michigan versus TCU game that we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> had to bring that up for yep, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was a so that was a good little um, I guess I guess icebreaker if you want to call it for us. So yeah, uh, yeah you know we had a good you know long talk um, just talking about uh, this upcoming season, you know different expectations and stuff like that. So it was good to catch up with him.
4: Yeah. Who, who was the toughest cornerback you went up against this year? Who was the guy you're like, oh man, come on, I thought I was gonna cook you and <laughs> uh,
3: the uh, the toughest. I mean, uh, I've been I've been going against you know. A lot of tough ones, but yeah. um, the tough, uh, the toughest one I feel like for me um, was probably probably Sauls Gardner for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Just just patience at the line, um, you know, uh, patience in the um, you know uh, secondary movement, um, and then you know overall size. You can't really just teach size and then moving like that. Um, but yeah, for sure, um, a great challenge for me, and you know I'm still looking forward to uh, going against him in the future.
2: Now you talked about the difference of you know the extra games going from college to the mm-hmm. pros. What about the style of defense, the types of defenders you're going mm-hmm. after? Obviously, you got so many college teams. A lot of mm-hmm. times, you're you're the best player out on the field mm-hmm. in a college game. Guys are giving you a lot more space. Yeah. What was it like going up against NFL style coverages? Yeah, for
3: sure. Um, uh, at first, I guess it was kind of frustrating, but then you know you step back and uh, learn to just appreciate it more because it it um, you know it forces you to kind of uh, change your game, be more patient, uh, think more, be more mindful of what's going on of just going and doing it um you know and that's and that's uh you know some things I picked up from Keenan, um, kind of just being patient at the line because you know he, he's he's in my opinion one of the best route runners in the league right now. Yeah. Um, he's always patient, um, you know, uh, in his routes he's reading defense and stuff like that. So um, I feel like the main thing just doing that um, and you know just you know just getting adjusted to it.
4: When did you know you were going to the Chargers? Mm-hmm. Did, did you have a, a nice long process leading up to the uh, you know combine mm-hmm. OTA? Were they in touch with you or was it yeah. a little bit of a surprise? No, that, when they no, called That you? was
3: that was that was actually a surprise. So I uh, actually uh, actually I think I talked to him once, if that. Mm-hmm um so 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 now it was a, a surprise good surprise though for sure. <laughs> came out to cali good weather um uh-huh. i think i think we had like probably a day or two where it was kind of cold um other than that it's been all clear skies so i mean you can't really beat that so <laughs> right. yeah no complaints here for was sure was
2: there a team that you did talk to a lot that you were
4: surprised didn't take you
3: um I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say i was i was surprised they didn't take me but uh a team i was talking to a lot was the texans for sure okay uh,
5: cool
4: what was your experience like at TCU on that team? Yeah. I mean, that was just such a yeah. incredible run. I'm from mm-hmm. Kansas City, gotcha. so the Midwest. We, we root yeah. for. for some, I went to Mizzou. Yeah. You know, not not the Bamas, the Georgias. Uh-huh. It's kind of fun to root for a little bit of the um, the underdog, if yeah, you will. Sure. What, what was that experience like for you? Now, that um, run? it was,
3: it was, it was amazing for us. Um, I feel like um, we didn't we didn't really realize um, you know how good we were doing until we like got a chance to look back on it after the season, cause like, um, you know, honestly, we were just in a moment, uh, just having fun, like uh, those guys, um, you know, uh, minus a few people like I've been with since I first got in and um, some some six years, you know, like Darius Davis. Um, and then, uh, you, you know, we obviously we had Max, they've been with each other, you know, even a year before I got there. So um, I feel like, uh, I feel like the years leading up to that, the chemistry was, you know, just kept building and building and building. And then, um, you know, we got our shot and we took it. And, you know, it was very fun, to, um, you know, going on and uh, run with those guys.
2: So as fans, we sit here, we watch you guys on the field. We see what you do. You're incredibly talented. We don't always get the the Mm behind-the-scenes stuff. Who's the funniest guy in the Chargers locker room?
3: The funniest guy? um, (laughs) Honestly, honestly, Kanan, for sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah, from from early in the morning. It'll be 6 o'clock in the morning. He'll come whenever. With his, you know, coughing and stuff, and he's and he's turning everybody up, uh, even in the even in the meeting room. So uh, yeah, it's always it's always good to have him around.
2: Do you with, guys have a hoop in that locker room?
3: Uh, it's a, it's a mini hoop in the yeah. back uh, by the defense. Yeah. I don't I don't really go back there. Cause no. I don't who's, who's, who's the best baller? The best baller. Uh, honestly, I haven't seen uh, really really too many people balling there. I heard some opinions, but uh, for right now, I'm gonna go with me. Yeah, those, those GMs sure. don't like, like that. They, yeah, like, sure,
4: <laughs> they don't like them playing, playing hoops and offs season. Yeah, for and sure. Ankle injuries. What was the combine like for mm-hmm. you trying to get ready for that? I love asking yeah. this question because you, you train for the combine differently than you train for, honestly, yeah, for sure. games. Yeah. You're not running a 40-yard dash yeah. with no no pads on. Mm. What, what was your training process to get ready for the yeah, combine? Yeah, for sure.
3: Uh, so um, my personal
4: um, training process was kind of sped up
3: because uh, we went so long. Um, uh, uh, in the season before, uh, so I was kind of playing catch-up at that time. Um, so um, I, I was trying to take a little break. honestly took probably like a half a week, um, jumped straight into it, and uh, and like you said, it's different than training from, uh, for a game. I'm training almost like it was a track meet. Um, I was doing, um, uh, you know, a lot of fast-twitch stuff, a lot of straight yard, uh, um, uh, a straight uh, line run and get my, um, you know, uh, starts and stuff uh, like that right. So uh, that was the main thing, just, you know, focusing on that, uh, focusing on kind of just – um, you know things to do like my vertical um, obviously routes and stuff, but that was you know kind of uh, you know Given I was still polished up from the week before uh, when we had a game so um, It was fun though for sure uh, definitely a good experience.
2: What do you think is the hallmark of your game right now? Mm. I mean obviously everybody wants to be a well-rounded receiver and you mm. have to be to be in mm. the NFL But what would you say is the best part of your game? Is it getting off the line? Is it mm. your route running? Is it your hands? Is it your speed? Yeah,
3: uh, for sure uh, I feel like um, I feel like right now just just my twitching this up um uh, at my size um, and then uh, I still I still feel like uh, what I can do with the ball is you know um, uh, You know pretty good um, Coming off of last season uh, I still I still um, and kind of been like a, a growing stage I feel like for myself just kind of getting uh, all the way settled in and Bring uh, bringing bringing uh, what I was doing in college, you know to the league which you know I'm 100% confident about that.
4: Sweet. Hey Quinn. I gotta ask you a favor. Mm-hmm. Before I let you go, please please don't kill the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for you every other game, okay? Yeah, sure. Please don't kill the Chiefs. Sure. There's a lot of Chiefs fans yeah. who wanted you to come to Kansas City, uh-huh. right? A lot of Chiefs fans. So mm. now, you're on the rival side. Yeah. Please don't kill for us. Sure. We've, been, we've been watching Keenan Allen and yeah. Mike Williams always have big games yeah, against Mike yeah. us. Mike Williams always boss <laughs> yeah. our ours. Yeah, sure. So please, please don't yeah. do that. Uh, as as obviously the game, Super Bowl Sunday, oh. who do you have winning this one?
3: That's hard, man, because I got, I got, I got some of my homeboys on both. So you know, um, uh, D. Winners was uh, uh, our linebacker at TCU. Yeah. He's with the 49ers and then uh, my boy uh, Rasheed Rice, um, and you know, uh, you know, Patrick and I You know, I have a, a, pr- a pretty good relationship with those guys too. Texas um, connection, right there. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. So, so, so it's hard to say. Honestly, um, honestly, whoever wins, you know, I'd be satisfied, and you know, uh, uh, I'll be sure to send my congratulations out to uh, all those, all those guys. Well,
2: cool. Quentin Johnson, one of the rising stars in the NFL here on the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. We appreciate you for coming by, man. appreciate you guys. Thanks, man. Again, good luck in 15 games next year. Now now those two. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Take care, Quentin. Thank you.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba da ba ba ba.
4: Oh man. All right, that's Quentin
2: Johnson of the Chargers hanging out with us. Uh all right. We next up we're gonna have Clay Harbor coming. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um yeah, we're going to have Clay Harbor coming up, former tight end, played for a bunch of teams in the NFL. Uh, good morning by the way. We had a quick start today. Um, we got here early. We had some donuts. I don't know about you guys.
4: It's not as late. I had half a donut. It's I got I got it taken away. They're sitting here <laughs> like they're telling me something. Yeah. Subtly telling me something. I get that I've been eating a little mm-hmm. unhealthy here in Vegas. Didn't little, know I getting that much weight. A little. I saw
2: one of the guys. I saw one of the guys in the in the chat call you skinny fat the other day. Who did that? I don't know. I can't remember who it was, but... You were correct. Stop it Whoever with, called stop me it with skinny, the body fat, shaming. You're correct.
4: You, you can keep it up with me. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, and yes, you're right. I'm not in a suit today. I was not going to be in a suit from 7 a.m. and do my, my flight home, which I get back at 11. Yeah. Sorry, that is not going to... An 18-hour day in a suit sounds like a uh, a bad day. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, We're getting down to it, man. We're going to have to make sure we don't forget to put in our predictions before the end of the show today. We're going to be going for a couple hours. Uh, We've got a pretty good lineup coming. So make sure if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button. We had a meetup last night in the lobby of the Mandalay Bay. Hundreds of Chiefs fans showed up to see us. Thousands. If you didn't make it out, that's on you. That's on you. Um, But hopefully you know, next year the Chiefs will be right back in the Super Bowl. In, uh, in the Big Easy, man yeah. New Orleans next year yeah.
4: You excited about that one? Uh, very excited Can we just do it, though, in maybe a city that doesn't have a, um, a place where bars stay open very late Can uh, we can do it, like, I don't know I know, man um, Like Green Bay, Duluth Are you
2: going to go earn some uh, beads when
4: you get down there? No uh, How do you earn beads, Patrick? Huh? How do you, how do you earn beads, I would, Patrick? I wouldn't
2: know, but I hear, it's a, I hear it's a thing I hear if handsome young men lift up their shirts, they get beads
4: if That's I lift I up my shirt. Yeah. You don't want to oh, see I me lift do. up my shirt. Uh, we do want to see Patrick lift up his shirt because if we get to $1,000, you see it in the chat, you see it in the YouTube. If we get to 1000 bucks, this man, this man to the left of me, Patrick Allen, is getting a tattoo. That's what they
2: say. That's what they say I'm going to no, no, have no. to do.
4: No, no, no. That's what <laughs> you said. We uh, are $685. We're getting to 1000 This is for a great cause yeah, for Special the Special Olympics. So let him get a tattoo and also donate to a great cause. Great cause. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out if you guys pull it off. We'll figure it out. Uh, Jimmy's asking me if I skip leg day. No, I I, I try and do leg day. I hate leg day. Um,
2: leg, legs are the only thing that I got going for me. Yeah. I used to run. I'd do the Peloton. You
4: like ZZ Top? It you got fantastic. legs? If I could
2: cut myself off at the waist and then replace my upper body with
4: like Shannon Sharps, I'd be I'd look fantastic. No. No, you <laughs> wouldn't. No, you don't think, you don't no, think no, it would no. proportion out? thing that's through, Patrick, if you had your body now, and then all of a sudden you had Shannon Sharp's top, you'd have a good soul patch. I'll give you yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. Uh, that's true. I don't know about that one. Uh,
2: <laughs> um, Quinn Johnson was cool, man. I know, obviously, rival of the Chiefs, but it was interesting talking to him, hearing about his thoughts on Kansas City. And a, a, a running theme that we've seen since we've been talking to guys down here, whose name comes up when we ask about Deshaun
4: jackson no, no, at no, no, wide, D- receiver. It,
2: wide receiver wide receiver the db's <laughs> for the chiefs legerius
4: need um this but i find it th- interesting as far as the, the, the wide receivers they model their game after yeah deshaun jackson has been <clears throat> a name that comes up perpetually it feels like maybe we all know how good he was but i i guess if you are a legitimate wide receiver when you're growing up in high school middle school and you get to college that is a guy that everyone tries to model their game after
2: yeah man and he played for a long time like he 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 could get out there right now he still has the speed that's the thing that's incredible is in the last few years in in the very 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 twilight of his career he's gone out there and had a couple of big plays here and there for teams obviously had some injury issues that's what happens when you get old Um, but uh, and a lot of julio jones guys really like julio jones game but yeah it does make me feel old that guys aren't coming up here and they're not like oh yeah man you know jerry the goat right that's the guy i model my game
4: i'm shocked we've not got a single john baldwin Sean, I oh, am Oakland. shocked. We you know? have not got he, Mar- like Mark Bo Richter, Mo- Mark Bo Richter, uh, Dwayne Bowe would be actually good. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Kinnison, like why? Why, why Eddie isn't Eddie Kinnison? Kinnison was a, he was really solid. Underrated. Why isn't Eddie Kinnison getting in love yeah. from these guys?
2: Eddie Kinnison was terrific yeah. for the Chiefs, um, but we've not had a history of like like incredible wide receivers. We've been no. like running backs, tight ends, like going going way back in the Chiefs. Not a uh, not as illustrious. Um, all right, so. You've been, we've interviewed a billion people this a week. A billion and one. Are they, influi- we ask almost all of them what they think is going to happen in the game. Is it, sw- like, are, they, are the opinions swaying you one way or the other? Or are you more confused now than when you got
4: here? I am perpetually confused. <laughs> Look <laughs> well, at that's my a, face. W- yeah. Watch me play blackjack. I am perpetually confused. I'm still really confident the Chiefs win. I, I, I think the players kind of have a – I think they've been pretty and trying to keep a tally, a lot of tra- track of the tally. Yeah. But it was about 50-50 Niners and Chiefs, maybe a little bit more like 55 Chiefs, 45 Niners. Yeah. But what it comes down to, almost everyone that picks the Kansas City Chiefs, it comes down to – Patrick Mahomes. They keep saying, you know what, the team that has 15, how do you go uh, go against them? Yeah. You know, they've talked about the, the Niners offensive line, defensive line, weapons, Debo, CMC, Brennan Ayuk. Um, you know, I think they actually do have a pretty solid defense. If you look at some of the scoring numbers, they're great. If you look at some of the underlying metrics, the 49ers defense might be a little bit uh, overrated. Not as good right? as in the past. Not as good as in the past. But again, everyone comes down to one thing. 15.
2: Yeah. And it's just one game. By the way, we got a great uh, we got a question here in the chat uh what's the most heartbreaking loss uh Chiefs playoff loss for both of you
4: prima holmes era of course for me i think it's either either the titans one or the colts one uh marcus mariota catching a touchdown pass from him from himself when i saw lamar jackson do that i was terrified um, and the other one is the the Colts game where the Chiefs offense put up a, an absurd amount of points. They had a massive lead just for Andrew Luck to fumble, get on his own fumble, and score a touchdown. Yeah. For me, it was the game uh,
2: with Trent Green, Dick Vermeil against Peyton Manning and the Colts, the mm. game where no one punted.
4: Well, as Eli Manning just walked by, oh, did he? that was a, a pretty good segue there. Uh,
2: that was so frustrating and so heartbreaking because that team was so fun and explosive offensively. And then in the second half of the year, they kind of fell apart defensively and just couldn't really stop anybody. And it was a game where, like, okay, you know you're going up against Manning. It's going to be really hard. You really want to beat him. And the Chiefs were down, and then Dante Hall, like, returned had a return for a touchdown, the Chiefs were back in it, and they, of course, just didn't end up winning that game. And it's just like that's what it's been like my entire Chiefs fandom is what Patrick Mahomes is doing to the rest of the league right now. It was like for the first, you know, 35 years of my life, it was there's all these great quarterbacks. They're not on our team. And even when our team is plucky and gets in there and has a chance to win, those dudes get the ball, they break our hearts, they send us home crying. And now we're on the other side of that. And, man, I am just enjoying every minute of it. It's so cool to know that your team always has a chance. Like, always. There's been, like, I can count on one hand the number of, like, blowout losses the Chiefs have had since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback. Unfortunately, one of those was in a Super Bowl. But, sure. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It, they're just never out of it. Never. Even, even when they play, like, complete dog shit,
4: they'll lose by, like, four points. You know you're never out of it? When you go to FanDuel, FanDuel baby. baby, FanDuel. If you've not downloaded the FanDuel app yet, you'll definitely want to take advantage of this offer for before the big game. New users who sign up through our link must deposit ten dollars and place a first wager of five bucks on any live bet. If that first bet wins, you'll receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets straight to your account. This offer is only available if you sign up through our link, bit.ly forward slash arrow 200 you can find that link in the description below our stream as well as skin the qr code on screen to start signing up again the link is bit.ly forward slash arrow 200 this offer will end shortly after the game so make sure you don't miss out offers only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states please remember to always gamble responsibly and check the episode description for the link in the full terms of the offer
2: let's check in on the chief's injury report from thursday Uh, bad news Joe Tooney still a DNP at this point he just has today and while he was optimistic or at least I say hopeful he was hopeful it doesn't look like he's going to be out there Jarek McKinnon was limited Wednesday and Thursday your guy Richie James full participant as was most of these other guys on the injury report Chris Jones Sky Moore, Isaiah Pacheco all for full participants Rasheed Rice was limited he has an ankle injury our guy Sports Illustrated's Matt Verderam, former co-host of the Airhead Act podcast, frequent guest, tweeted yesterday that his understanding is that Rice's injury is not serious, so they're just resting him up. Um, You know, he went from full on Wednesday to limited on Thursday, so that was probably just a situation where maybe a little swelling, a little bit of pain, and they're like, all right, you know what, you're good, you know what the game plan is, it's been two weeks, rest up. Um, And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire was limited, that one doesn't seem to be serious either. So the Chiefs will be at nearly full strength for this one.
4: Yeah, the interesting one for me is Jerick McKinnon. Um, You know, on the 6th, a couple days ago, Andy Reid said Jerick is not practicing. I'd tell you it's slim for him to be out there for the Super Bowl. But now he's getting at least some LPs. Uh, You know, we all assumed that he was done for the year. Like, we thought there was zero chance after the, uh, was it a a pelvic injury as well? He had some surgery. And um, he was banged up. We thought he was done for the year. I don't think he goes. I still think it is, as Andy Reid said a few days ago, more of a long shot. But, again, him getting some LPs uh, makes at least a little interesting. The good thing is Clyde Edwards-Alaire has really stepped into a nice backup role. Yeah. Like, whatever your thoughts are on Clyde being drafted in the first round, we all agree that was a bad draft pick. Issue is it's a sunk cost. So what do you do? Use him now in the best way you possibly can. And him as a backup to Isaiah Pacheco has been, quite frankly, uh, pretty refreshing.
2: Yeah, and, you know, with Jarek McKinnon, they did activate him. They had to uh, off the IR list, so that's promising. Look, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. So if you're Andy Reader and you're putting together the roster, you've got to look at who, who you need and where you want depth in case things happen. And it's all your chips on the table. So is it, you know, is it a backup defensive lineman that you think you need the depth in? Is it a linebacker? Like, how are you going to do it? But if Jarek McKinnon is at least close to being ready to go, maybe you go into this one and say we like Jarek mckinnon as our third running back emergency running back better than we like x or y or z player so even though we may not play him we're going to have him active for the game because it's it's all or nothing right if Jarek mckinnon can get out there he's going to get out there boy you know they miss him in pass protection that's the one thing although isaiah pacheco has done a nice job and the chiefs have done a nice job of scheming around some of those things do you, would you trust him? I mean, obviously he's played a lot of football, but it's been a minute. If all of a sudden say he's a full participant today, and and they put him out there, would you want him playing significant snaps, or would you say,
4: hey, just let's just go with with uh with pop? Go with pop, baby. Yeah, yeah. Come on, go yeah. go with soda, baby. I, I mean, seriously, Isaiah Pacheco has been incredible on this run. Yeah, the, the, he is turning it on at the right time, and you, you've heard a few defensive players talk about yeah kind of sucks tackling him like he he's a hard guy to bring down yeah. it, it ain't easy he's very physical and the Chiefs have tried to lean into this physicality right in the in the years past they were known more as a finesse team especially offensively but yeah. what are they are now what are they now they're now more of a physical team yeah and they're really leaning into it and a lot of that starts with Isaiah Pacheco
2: yeah and when I think about that game against the 49ers I think it was was it last year where they just ran it down their throat
4: now I got to pull this up. It was, was it 42 to 21? Uh, yeah. go that? that was yeah. uh, the, the beat down.
2: Yeah, they beat him down. And, uh, that, was,
4: that was in uh, San Fran, too, wasn't it? Yeah. Beat down in the Bay, Hunter. Yeah.
2: It was a beat down. Producer Hunter. In the Bay. Is, is here with us. Uh, he's behind the camera if you're listening on the audio side of things and is a big 49ers fan. Um, the Chiefs had a really great game plan against them. Um, and it'll be really interesting because the run has not been a strength for the 49ers this year. I'm trying to pull it up now just so I can get my bearings and see if that was in fact 2022. These years all blend together. Yeah, 44 to 23. Now this was October 23rd. Now look, these are different teams. Jimmy Garoppolo is still the quarterback. I don't know who was injured for San Francisco. People are always injured for San Francisco in that game. So interestingly enough in that game, Patrick Mahomes was 25 of 34 for 423 yards, three tutties and a pick. Uh, the Chiefs ran for 112 yards with a committee of Pacheco, Clyde edwards helaire McCole Hardman had two touchdowns in that game on reverses, as I recall. Juju had seven receptions for 124 yards. And MVS went off for three receptions for 111 yards. Kelsey, six for 98. Here's another little interesting thing for you. Brock, Brock Purdy played, played in, played in game. that game. Do how an did, interception, baby. Do? Yeah, four of nine, 66 yards, and a pick in that game. Um, That was, remember, that was the first game that they they activated Christian McCaffrey. So he had eight carries for 38 yards and uh, two receptions for 24 yards. So it wasn't full-strength 49ers with CMC, but Kittle played, had 698 and a tutty. Ayuk played, seven receptions for 82 yards. So, you know, and Debo played, five receptions for 42 yards. So, like, from a, from a defensive perspective for the Chiefs, They've seen and prepared for this 49ers team before from their major players
4: on offense. Do you think that's a little bit of an advantage for them? I mean, it's always great when you see a team, right? The, the whole, not, the whole um, reason why the battles are so tough in the division, right, when you, when you play them twice a year at a minimum, um, it's always nice to have that sort of insight. But it always leads credence to who has the advantage in those um, upcoming matchups. Well if you want to take away from what happens in divisional games, typically makes them closer. Yeah. right? Yeah. Typically, uh, you must make the uh, advantages, they shrink a little bit. Yeah. Um, don't know if you take it as a positive or a negative for, for, for this particular matchup, but uh, typically, if, if that rings true, we always say divisional games, maybe take the uh, the team who's getting the points. It's going to be a close one. Again, they've played each other a few times now. Maybe you would take the points. In this instance, it would be Kansas City, though.
2: Yeah, and look, it wasn't like the Chiefs just completely shut down the 49ers in this game. The 49ers had 444 total yards in that game. Garoppolo threw for over 300 yards. Um, They averaged 6.2 yards per play. The difference in the game was the Chiefs just went absolutely ballistic offensively in this game and had 529 total yards, averaged a preposterous 9.1 yards per play and so that was the difference. And then she just went four or five in the red zone. So, you know, are we going to see? Do you think another game like this where no. you know, I'll answer right now boatload. for you. You don't think you don't no. Think no no boatload of points being
4: scored in this one? No, I do not. I, I I'm more of a. I, I think it's going to be a little bit. I don't know if it's going to be ugly, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. I think the Chiefs defense is electric. Uh, I think it's elite. Um, and I don't see the Niners all of a sudden uh, pointed on and on the other side of things. I think Kansas City shows they don't care about being sexy. Like against yeah. the Ravens, it wasn't like they were going to run the score. up. They, were, they really took the foot off the gas and said, you're not going to beat us. We trust our defense. So if you saw a similar score, uh, like maybe 17-13, 20-17. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's more the range I'm in. Yeah,
2: the, the over-under I believe is 47 and a half. We got a good comment here from Savannah who says, the weakness of this 49ers defense is the perimeter. Run outside, run counters, run sweeps. Not sure McKinnon is going to do too much there, especially with the increased 12 and 13 usage. If the Chiefs run that in this one, I do you like Pacheco on the edge with his speed?
4: I like it better than Clyde. I mean, I mean th- th- this- um, <laughs> Yeah, sure. Use Clyde as your Not hammer. a ton, honestly. And that's a little interesting. It's a good point there. Um, I like Pacheco going north-south. I think, and he does a very good job of wiggling his way when he goes north-south. When he goes a little east-west, goes horizontal. Those high knees, all of a sudden, now sometimes feel like extra movement, slowing him down. It feels like unnecessary, undecided movement. Mm. Not all the time. As the season's gone on, he's gotten better at this. Yeah, but it still makes me. Whenever he goes outside, I go. I don't. I don't trust that as much as him going north-south.
2: Yeah, I. And those were. Those seem to be where his explosive runs have come from. Obviously, he's done a nice job of bouncing some things outside occasionally. But it'll be interesting to see if the Chiefs run any stretch plays with him. You know, get some motion going away from the run, uh, and see if he can. Because he is very fast. I believe his his forty time was four three. Let me look that up.
4: Uh, while he looks that up, I want to point something out to everyone here. If you guys want to donate, it is on here. It's going to the Special Olympics. If we get a thousand dollars, we raise a thousand bucks for Special Olympics, a great cause. Patrick gets a tattoo. Help some ink find a home. <laughs>
2: Four point three seven was his forty time. So of course you know there's forty
4: speed and there's
2: there's field speed.
4: Get would now by Bijan Robinson. Hey, B. John. B. John, how are you, how man? you on, man? How are you guys on? Thanks for coming out. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. Obviously, Bijan, you're here with uh, Courtyard by Marriott. Yep. What yep. what's your partnership like with Marriott?
6: Yeah, so so me just partner with Marriott. Um, you know, they they literally turned, you know, an a, a NFL suite into a hotel room, um, and it was like the most insane experience I've ever seen. And you know, they, I, you know, the thing I love about Courtyard is, you know, they, you know, want to. You know they have so much passion for NFL fans, and they want to have the best experiences for for the fans for what they do for people. Um, and so for Jemeta and Chance, you know the people who we surprised. You know they're they're big time football fans, big time uh, big time falco fans, mm. and I mean the night before the Super Bowl, they're about to stay in the in the stadium in that suite, and it's like an actual hotel room that's awesome. Uh, so, that's cool so it's, it's definitely a, a definitely cool experience to, to partner with them and, and be a part of
2: them so look i'm not going to be endorsing any products anytime soon because why <laughs> would anybody want to hire me to do that but you're an nfl player when you when you get to work with like a place like marriott did, yeah. do you can you just go stay at any hotel you want right now like while you're working with marriott is that part of the deal
6: yeah i can that's i cool. can obviously i prefer to stay at marriott yeah. you know um but yeah, you can you can definitely stay in, in any hotel you want. Just show up and be like, yeah, man, I'm Bijan Robinson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> give me the give me the penthouse, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I gotta ask you, man. So you playing in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, do they still play? And have you seen the Samuel L. Jackson Rise Up video?
6: Every every game. It's every game. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, Samuel. I've
2: not seen this. Oh, it's you gotta watch it, man. Samuel L. Jackson. He's a big Falcons guy. He, he's like, what do Falcons do? Yeah. He's like, rise up. <laughs> they got a whole
6: like. That was no, cool to like when I saw him uh, at, the, at one of the games. Yeah. I was like, man, that's a that's
2: Samuel. That's Samuel. And, and, the, like, and yeah. the thing too is like, it's, I think it's a little bit of an older video. So yeah. the Yeah are not like up to. You oh yeah, know. yeah. You can you
6: can tell he filmed that when he was like a <laughs> yeah. part of the Avengers or
7: he's, something yeah, like that. He's in front yeah. of a
2: green screen and there's. Yeah. like, Oh man, it's hilarious. You gotta watch it after. It was, that.
8: After it was fire.
2: Um, it was fire. So so Bijan man, you had a great rookie season. Well, what was the hardest part though? Transitioning from that from the college game into the pro game.
6: Yeah, the the I guess the hardest part was you know it wasn't a big transition. Um, but at uh, the speed of the game, it wasn't it wasn't Jurassic at all. Like everybody's fast in college, just like everybody's fast in the NFL. But the only difference was, you know, guys are smarter in this league, and mm-hmm. they don't really make a lot of mistakes. So they're not going to miss their gaps. They're not going to miss their holes, their reads. Um, so I had to get used to like, you know, learning how to create contact and, and you know have contact balance, you know, in the holes because those things close fast. Yeah. Um, and even just like no wasted movement. You know, in college you can kind of get away from get away with. Kinda of doing whatever you want it, uh, <laughs> yeah. but then the NFL you gotta you know get a get a field and, and attack as much yard as you can and you know cover as much ground as you can um, because dudes are fast and they're always pursuing and they have great pursuit angles. So that's that's kind of the only difference. But you know as I started to get you know used to this game and get more comfortable uh, on the field then. It, it was just like playing kind of in college
4: again. When yeah. did you know you're going to Atlanta? Because I think a lot of folks, I, myself and Clem, go, okay, they had a, uh, a rookie running back the year before go for over 1,000 yards. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Patterson's still on the team as well. So I'm going, yeah. okay, they're good. So we know he's not going to Atlanta. And then all yeah. of a sudden, B. John Robinson, Atlanta. Yeah. What, what was that like for you? Um, it, it was definitely a blessing
6: of an experience, you know, just knowing that that's where God wanted me to go. And, you know, I, I think that did. You know they they did it. They did the right thing um, in terms of me. Like me and Tyler, uh, two different running backs, two yeah. two different styles, and but we complement each other very well. And obviously, like they, you know, Arthur Smith, he was big in the run game, and you know, for me, I I, I go to receiver too. So, yeah. you know, having a, a dual threat type of guy um, was was there. Was the point of you know getting me? Yeah. Um, and even just me just being a decoy, like from that beginning of the season. And, and now teams are starting to, you know, where, where's number seven and where, where where's he going to go? Um, open up the whole offense. Um, it, it was definitely a, a cool, cool experience. Obviously, you know, we fell short of what, yeah. what we were trying to accomplish. Uh, but I think that, you know, God puts setbacks for huge setups. And I know we got, you know, the right coach in, in Raheem and what we're trying to do for, for this next upcoming season.
2: Yeah. But well, we see you guys out on the field. You're all so talented. And that's kind of what we know, a lot of what we know about you. We don't get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff. Who's the funniest guy in the Falcons locker room? The
6: funniest guy on the team, I would have to say, cause there's a lot of them, is, <laughs> is Zachary Harrison. Okay. Zachary Harrison. Um, he's he's one of our D linemen. Yeah. Dude is hilarious. And I, I don't think he tries to be, but every time I'm with him, it's, it's never a, never a dull moment. And okay. we're just crackling. Every single time he he sits right next to me in the team meeting. Um, And that dude dude is hilarious. So I'll say Zach Harrison is is the funniest one for sure.
4: How much have you talked with Raheem Morris now? Obviously, he's now in as a head coach. What what, what was that transition like? It's always difficult. You're a rookie. You're used to now, you have a head coach. Now he's gone, a new head coach. What's that like now with Raheem? Have you talked to him a whole bunch? Yep. Yep. So, so like literally 15 minutes after
6: he got hired, you know, we, he, so I, I asked for his number. Yeah. uh from our from our gm terry and he gave me his number and i, I locked it in and like his icon his popped up for a facetime and we talked uh, on the phone and man i mean he he's an awesome dude man like obviously for a coach who he is like he's a he's a great coach but you know he's an awesome guy awesome person and i think he's what we needed uh for for this team being a young team and being a team that you know, as a as a young culture and a young uh, <laughs> young, young young environment, um, he was definitely the one that, that we needed to to run with. Um. And I just respect and love what he did.
4: And, man, you, yeah. you scared a will right there. Absolutely. I mean, that, that that's the guy that's trying to bring you down. Absolutely yeah. not. You know, I, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I'm making sure to let him know when yeah, he comes please back. Do, please do. Please do. That's my dog. That's for my everyone dog, who, yeah. who's not on the video, Will yeah. Anderson Jr. walked by. Yeah. And, you big know, big uh, old scrub. Big old scrub. But, uh,
6: <laughs> no, even 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 with him, man. Like 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 that's that's one of my dogs. Um, you know, I want to congratulate him for winning the the defensive rookie of the year. Like yeah, that's yeah. huge. But yeah. yeah, I mean, he he's a great guy, man.
2: All right. So when you were growing up. Who's your favorite running back and is there anybody that you modeled your game after?
6: Yeah, so when I was growing up, my my era was like more of like the LaShawn McCoys and, you know, Adrian Peterson. Um, but I think my favorite running back was was Ladanian Thomason. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, man. He, he he was the guy that, you know, as I started to, you know, get older and, and you know, my dad had my grandpa, he had these VCR tapes, and these DVDs um, of his games. And I'll just watch those and obviously watch his highlights and the things that he's done. Um, and I kind of compare my game to his, but I would say he's, he's definitely the guy that I model my game, uh, game just, after for just sure. Just
2: don't carry the ball like Shady. You yeah, carry nah. it like a loaf of bread sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah, was man. on the cheese. He scared the crap out of me. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a little different. <laughs> I was like, no way. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Is it true you were named after the Iranian fashion designer? Is that true? That is true and do you rock a lot of those clothes is that a lot in your
6: wardrobe right there no so it's not so but but look so it was kind of crazy um, so Nicholas Bijan is yeah. the guy that, that runs it now and he like dm me and he was saying like we should definitely do something cuz they're out of uh, Beverly Hills yeah. yeah and when i when i saw that dm i was like oh oh, oh shoot like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. cuz i mean hit those are like the most expensive clothing yes. in the it's world it's not cheap yeah it's <laughs> it's, it's in, incredible but yeah, I, I was definitely named after that brand and yeah. the cologne and everything that they've done, you know, for that. So it's cool. Are you a big fashion guy yourself? I'm starting to be. Yeah, I'm starting to be yeah. like, I'm, I'm more of like an athletic leisure, like, sure, chill, um, calm clothing brand type of guy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm starting to get a lot more into yeah, it. You'll sure. be able
2: to afford some of those threads now, you know what I mean? Some yeah, of know. those things maybe you couldn't get when you were yeah. in college. That's right. That's um, right. All right. So we talked about your favorite, some of your favorite running backs growing up. Who's on your running back Mount Rushmore? Who are the four guys that, when you think about the position, you're like, those are the dudes I aspire to be like.
6: Yeah, so I would say, I'll say Barry Sanders, at one. Adrian Peterson, yeah. Um, Marshall Falk, and Ladainian Thompson.
2: Oh, you don't hear Marshall all the time.
4: That's love a good Marshall. One. Yeah, yeah. Love greatest Marshall. show on turf right yeah. there. Yeah. That's it. That's it. What do you think of Isaiah Pacheco's running style? Yeah. We, we've talked with some some other running backs, and they're like he's he's incredible. But but that is a unique running style. Yeah, he's so angry when he runs. Absolutely, the, the, the high knees. I'm sitting here going, how do you go anywhere?
6: That's right. Um, what no, are your thoughts on Isaiah Pacheco? I think he's a great running back, man. And you know, a lot of us have different styles. A lot of us run differently. Uh, but I think he runs violent, <laughs> and I think he runs with the with the purpose and with the chip on his shoulder. Um, but I mean. For him, you know, I think just how he covers ground, and you know, the only the only difference that I would say he, you know, he, he can do a little different. Um, it's not like run
7: right into the, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
6: the defenders, but like that's how he runs the ball, and you got to respect it, and yeah. you got to you know admire you know that, that type of running style. Um, but I think he, he he's definitely a great running back for what they for what they have, yeah. and you know he he's respected all around the
4: league. I respect his game a lot, um, and I really can't wait to see what he does in the, in the Super Bowl right here was there any dude that tackled you this year and you're like man i can't believe he got me like like, like i came up getting tackled by this guy oh, like you, you're like you're like okay i don't want you to tackle me but it's kind of cool that you got me
6: yeah um
4: i would say so
6: you know Boodle baker like yeah so i'm i'm and i'm humbly saying this like i pride in not trying to get tackled one-on-one like yeah. ever yeah and you know it it if it happens, I'm, like, pissed off, like, yeah. all all the next play. Um, but the the game with the Cardinals, like, I caught a, a swing pass, um, and literally it was just me and Buddha. Like, there was nobody else. And I made him miss. And, um, and man, I mean, <laughs> it was probably, like, the most, like, embarrassing thing in my life. Like, I made the move, and I got him. But he, like, grabbed my shoelace. Oh. And I, like, I didn't fall, but – like it was just enough to to get the other defenders out, and I like had to run and like kind of run out of bounds. Yeah. But it was like, man, I I don't know how he did it. He literally grabbed this part of my shoe yeah. and like brought me to the to the ground. So it was like, man, it was it was definitely a, an annoying one that <laughs> I I would always you know want to take that one back.
2: Who hits you the hardest this year? Is there like one hit you
6: were like, man? You know, I really I really didn't get, like, hit hard this year. It was more of, like, guys just trying to bring me down or uh, a game tackle. Yeah. Um But I would – so I, I didn't get hit, like, with the ball. But, like, with the chip, I tried to chip Quentin Williams. And that just didn't go right. That just didn't, that just, that just, that just didn't go good at all. Um, like, he, like, reversed the chip. So, like, I'm the one that got blasted. So I tried yeah, yeah. to hit him, and he, like, hit me so hard. I try to get up real quick to like not to the kind of just like act like I wasn't act like I didn't get hit. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, <laughs> but they, they, they got it on video, and it was like, man, yeah, you you, you can feel that hit. Uh, it, it was it was a big one.
4: Is that the hardest part of transitioning from college to the NFL, starting to chip these guys? You know, it's one of those situations. where All of a sudden, you're like, you sure you don't want me to go out? You sure, coach? Yeah. Coach, come on now. No, yeah. And it's, <laughs> like,
6: and it's like, so you're usually chipping defensive ends and and linebackers. Like that's who you're usually chipping. Like yeah. you're not you're not really chipping three hundred and you know twenty pound monster that's trying to come <laughs> after the quarterback and i was just trying to make a good play make a good play to to, to help our team out he blasted me and i was like <laughs> you know i can i can i can hold off this shit <laughs> for the rest of this game
2: all right we got a big game on sunday 49ers yep. chiefs which team do you think has the edge in this one
6: yes yeah, so, i mean i feel like the the 49ers have a have a better team um more complete but you know i feel the chiefs are gonna are the ones that are gonna pull out with it um just because they've been in the game for for a lot a lot more years and they got experience. I mean they literally just won it last year so I feel like they're gonna be the ones to, to pull out with the game and control control scenarios
2: did you think KC was gonna get by Baltimore
6: yeah you did I did I did I it, it's just something about them when they when they play in the playoffs man yeah. it's like everything is working
4: for them for some reason we've been hoodwinked man I, yeah. I i firmly believe it's like during the regular season it's like all right we'll just take it easy yeah. let's yeah. get right kelsey looked like he was 47 years old bro and now he's like <laughs> now he's on. i've been playing you guys That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like
6: the, the regular season they're like oh the chiefs aren't aren't what they used to be all this and then literally two weeks ago they looked like the team that they used to be so yeah. i don't know man it, it's it's i feel like it's gonna be for theirs to, to lose
2: all right, Bijan Robinson joining yeah, us. Man. Appreciate you coming appreciate, by, man. Yeah, hey, good as well. luck next year. Yeah, yeah, man. We, 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 we have a
4: Falcons guy that does this, and yep, so he's yep. a massive fan of you, obviously. And uh, that's awesome. So, yes, sir. He's, he'll well, be he'll be rooting for you hard. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on now. All right, yeah, all appreciate right. you guys. Yeah. Hey, thanks, take man. care.
2: Enjoy the week. Yeah, thank you. All right, Bijan Robinson, learning back for the Atlanta Falcons. Big fantasy guy too. Everybody loves Bijan coming into the uh, fantasy football season. He was like the number one draft pick. Um, what a skill set he has. I think they're going to feed him a little bit more under the new coaching staff. I think so too. And that's going to be pretty exciting.
4: You saw as the season went on, it was a – all right, we using Tyler Algier. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use Cordero Patterson, and then as the season progressed, anybody but Bijan, anybody well, but Drake London, anybody or or but Kyle Pitts, Smith. <laughs> That's a backup tight end that was getting used everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, it was interesting; he was getting used more often down the stretch, and you saw what he did. He is electric. I mean, that guy is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, great guy too. Like yeah. you can just tell right there. Some, sometimes the the excitement. Just, just for certain, talking about certain things. I need to even mention. Like, I get mad. I get brought down one on one. Like, he still remembers getting taken down by a shoelace yeah. by Buddha Baker. He's like, I, I'm believing that ain't gonna happen again. It's <laughs> not
2: easy to find space in an NFL game. So when you find yourself in a situation where you're like, okay, I got a guy one on one. I'm one of the best athletes in the world. I'm great at making people miss. All I got to do is do my thing and uh, make a miss, and I get. I, I'm going for six and you think, and, you, and, you, and your move works, and you get by him, and then he just reaches out at the last minute and shoestring tackles you. That's the NFL, man. I mean, sometimes that's the difference between, like, look at the AFC Championship game and that fumble by Zay Flowers on the goal line. So many ways that could have gone differently, right? Split-second difference, he's in the end zone. If he decides just to put his head down and stay on his feet, he scores. If LeJarrius needs just a half a step behind, he doesn't get there in time. If his arm is just an inch to the left or an inch to the
4: right, he doesn't hit the ball. I mean, it is literally a game of inches. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, we'll be joined by Will Anderson in about eight minutes. He walked yeah. by. Uh, we got to bring up what Bijan said to him. It yeah. sounds like they're, they're pretty close. It's just, uh, yeah. always fun when you see, especially guys, you can actually go against each other a little bit. You know, Will Anderson, defense, defensive end, going up against Bijan. I'm scared, man. That guy's an animal. He, yeah. he is a great, great player. I mean, Just, he,
2: he came into the NFL like he'd been here for 10 years. Yeah. He's unbelievable.
4: I, I interviewed Will Anderson before the draft, right before, and it was such a electric experience as he's coming over right now. Oh, here we go. Oh, has he got food? Will Anderson Jr. is bringing food I'm with him?
2: Wings, Yo, what's man. up, Will? Man. That's what I like. Yeah. It.
4: Oh, I Sheesh. love it, baby. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good.
2: Oh, he doesn't just have wings, man. He's got peanut butter. Oh, now we're talking. What's up, Will? In his Chip. The
4: best brand. That's the best. (laughs) You know what's in my pantry right now? Jiff peanut butter. Gotta have it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I do for lunch? Jiff peanut butter. Gotta have it. Bread. Gotta have it. Honey. Oh, there we go. (laughs)
7: That's all you need.
5: That's That's all you need. (laughs) But I I tell you, the honey and the peanut butter don't make people know about that one. You gotta have
2: it. That is it. That is it. That is it. So, uh, so, So who are you working with, man? Why are you bringing us food here?
5: Well, you know, you know a hundred billion wings are consumed you know at every you know football party, and the only thing that gets wasted is the celery. So I'm partnering up with Jeff to save the celery. We got the Jeff peanut butter going here. Um, you know, we're making Jeff the top rookie addition to the big game parties everywhere this year, and you know this is just the beginning. Of the relationship with Jeff, I'm excited to showcase, you know, my love for peanut butter over the next few years, and it's just that jiffing good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tragedy, you know. You everybody dives into the wings, and you always see the carrots and the celery <laughs> laying there <laughs> afterwards, and it's like. I always like that they bring that out because it makes me feel a little bit better about myself. Like after healthy. I howl 12 Wings, I'm like, well, I'm eating some carrots. You just got to sneak know? one like, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, you know a, I usually get through half a bite. But you're right, man. So when I was growing up, man, my, we were a jiff house. Mm-hmm. If my yeah. dad came home with one of those other brands. It was Nuh-uh. he was going back to the store. Yep. He was going back to the store. Uh Jif's absolutely fantastic. You a GIF guy? Oh yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I
4: have in my pantry. My pants. Fa- my fiance brought some others home. I go, I'm not eating that health. I'm not I'm not like that. that, that <laughs> where it separates Jif's where it's at. Yeah. Jif uh-huh. yeah. is, is They've the got that best. too. They've got that too. First off, congratulations, obviously. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. That's yeah, yeah last that's- night. I mean, you, C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans, going from what they did the year before, you guys get there. Um, I actually had a chance to interview before the draft. Mm-hmm. It was it was you and Bryce Young in Kansas City. And after I got done, I go, someone's walking away with the best defensive player. <laughs> I go, whoever drafts Will is walking away with a steal of draft. The, the Texans move back up. Yep. They get Stroud and you. What's it like being the face now of a franchise, offense and defense, and both yeah. being rookies?
5: Yeah, man, it's just a blessing. and just got to give all glory to God, man. He's just been working unbelievable in our, you know, in our way for the Texans and for our lives, man. And, you know, to have CJ, me, you know, all the guys in the locker room, they all play a big part in it. You know, it's just not me and CJ, man. Um, The guys, they're like, they were hungry. And the message all year was, it's not a year from now. It's not two years from now. The time is right now. And that's just what we wanted to go and put on tape. Like, we got everything we need right now. We got a quarterback. We got a defense. We got an offense. Let's go get it done.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I, I grew up in Northeast Ohio, so I'm an Ohio State fan. So mm-hmm. I watched CJ's whole career. And uh, I've never had the pleasure of meeting him myself. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'd watch him after games, giving interviews, press conferences, I just always thought, man, this, guy, this kid just seems like such a good kid, mm-hmm. seems like such a, a nice kid. He, he always thanks God first. Yep. And then he, start, and he spends the rest of the time talking about his teammates. Mm-hmm. Is he like that behind the scenes too?
5: All the time. The exact same. And that's what makes him special. He's the same guy on and off the camera yeah. every day. Like, walking into the building, same CJ. You're going to get the goofy side of CJ, <laughs> but you're going to get the business side of CJ. Yeah. Then you're going to get the side that he shows his personality, uh, God, everything like that. And we just feed off of that, and that's why we love him so much. That's cool, man.
4: What was the hardest part of transitioning from college to the NFL? Obviously, it wasn't the uh, hardest transition for you. <laughs> you. You seemingly got it done, obviously. It all right. But what was that like for you?
5: I would just say the the free time. Like, it's just like no class, <laughs> no tutoring, no study hall, no nothing. So, like, that's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes, like, I like being productive. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I felt that times, like, bro, you're not doing enough for the day. Like, what are you doing right now? Sure. <laughs> like, I would go home, like, I would watch film, and I'd just be, like, chilling for the rest of the day. Yeah. But I was just so used to, like, not going to bed until, like, 10 and waking up in the middle of the night, oh, I got an essay to do. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. but
2: it was fun, though. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Who's the funniest guy in your locker room?
5: Funniest guy in the locker room? Okay, y'all know Sheldon Rankins?
2: I don't. Yeah, Rankins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
5: You call him Shorty?
2: <laughs> no, Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> you said Sheldon. I thought you said Shorty. No, 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 no. I'm like, who's Shorty? No,
5: Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon, yeah. Hands down, the funniest guy <laughs> in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's quiet, but like once he starts talking and like joking and
2: getting comfortable, he's a comedian, bro. Yeah. Who's You guys, I was asking some of the other guys this. You guys have a hoop in the locker room?
5: Yes, we do. Who's the best locker room hooper? George Fent. Okay. Bro. Wow. You know, he used to be a, a basketball player. Angle, he got a shot on him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he got a shot on okay. him.
4: You're the first guy who hasn't said himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because, see, I'm, I'm truthful with myself. yeah, yeah, yeah. Basketball. Me and basketball I don't get along. We had Miles yeah. Garrett and Denzel Ward here, and they, we were, I was about to start an argument between those two guys. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, what am I getting myself into over here? Yeah, yeah. As far as who you grew up idolizing, who you grew yeah. up watching, is there any guy that you tried to model your game after?
5: Yeah, I would say, growing up, I didn't really watch football like that. But once I got to, like, high school, I started watching, like, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, J.J. Watt, and those guys, just because that was my first time ever playing, you know, defensive end. And then, still to this day, I kind of watch them, especially Khalil Mack, because, like, we have a similarity in a lot of our
2: rushes and a lot of our play in our game. Are right, you had a ton of success this year rushing? Who, which offensive lineman gave you the most trouble this year?
7: Um,
5: I like the rookie from um, from the Jaguars. Okay. Um. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who did we play? I'm not allowed. Oh. You win
4: defensive rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was great competition. I yeah. will say that. It was yeah. great competition
9: yeah. everywhere. Cool. It,
4: what is it like? Just uh, you're now in this community of, of NFL players. They're just again, Bijan Robinson. Uh, you yeah. walked by a little earlier, giving a hard time. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I can tell you what he says. You walk away. He says he's not scared of you.
5: Bijan. That
2: Bijan, how hard out here. We played.
4: <laughs>
2: I had to hit him, though. It, it was fun. He said he didn't get hit hard this year. We asked him that. Are you sure? Yeah. That's what he said. He said, I didn't really get hard. They John just see brought the, me down.
5: Did you see the Brian Branch clip? I
2: had to know. <laughs> oh. Maybe don't tell him I said will. that, though.
4: Maybe he can't remember that one. Look, look, he get him too hard. Look, <laughs> it's like a gossip thing. We're just getting to around you on Radio Row. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So as far as a Mount Rushmore, do you have a Mount Rushmore of all-time greatest pass rushers? Yes. Are there the guys you grew up idolizing, at least when you got to high school? As far as your, your top four. Okay, now that? that I'm a
7: little
5: bit more experienced, I'm going Derek Thomas. Yeah, oh, man. Um, DeMarcus Ware, JJ,
4: and Reggie White. You, I love That's that That's a good list, man. Demarcus Ware, is so underrated. Bro, yeah. I feel like so underrated, bro. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't get it. And also, you made a lot of Chiefs fans happy with that <laughs> with that Derek <laughs> Thomas nod yeah. right there. Uh-huh. Oh, he was Super Bowl fifty-eight. Gotta have number fifty-eight.
2: I mean, come on now. You had, you had what seven sacks this year? Is that right? Yeah, uh, seven, eight postseason. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So De- Derek Thomas now seven sacks rookie year, um, rookie of the year, unbelievable. Derek Thomas had seven sacks in a game. Whoa, crazy! I mean, do you think do you think you could ever you, you can beat that record? I'm leaving that up to
5: God. Whatever God <laughs> wants, man. Seven sacks in a game is unhuman. I know he got drug tested after that yeah. game. <laughs>
2: we talked to Demarcus Ware about that, and he said uh, he said that the, the heck of it is he would have done it again. I think it was was it Demarcus or Marcus Spears? I think it was Marcus. Said he
4: would if if he hadn't passed away, he would have gotten seven sacks in a game. No, again. for real, he, most he definitely. He yeah, yeah. What what was it like for you? The Texans are trading back up. Did yeah. you know they were drafting you at that moment? Were you in, in, in conversation with them? Because I know talking with CJ earlier, mm-hmm. he was like, I had no idea what was going on. All of a sudden, I look around and the, the Texans are back on the clock. Yeah. What, what was it like for you going through that moment? Honestly, I was panicking, man. Because <laughs> I, like, I tell people, like,
5: on the, in the green room in the back, it's still sitting the Cardinals on the board. Mm. And it was like 30 seconds left. And then like right at like 20 seconds, I had got a call from the Texans. And I don't know, just me being me, I was like, oh, they probably calling me like, hey, we couldn't get you, like, you know what I'm saying? But they end up coming to draft me, man, and it just, bro, I was
4: nothing but smiles because that's where I wanted to be at. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you walking across the stage. It was just electric, man, out there in Kansas City.
5: Bro, because, like, I was like, bro, this is the perfect place to be, perfect situation, perfect coach who I wanted to play for. Group of guys that I had got a chance to meet while I was there, man. It was just unbelievable. Yeah.
2: So you guys got to the playoffs, surprised a lot of people. A lot of people didn't, you know, wrote you guys off as you went into the year. Not this guy. Not this <laughs> guy. I,
4: I, I, was, I was on the Texans are making the playoff train for so long. I was made fun of to start the year. Now who's laughing uh-huh. now? Well, it, well, Will's laughing now. Oh. But, uh, <laughs>
2: so you get some You get some great experience. I know is going to help you guys as a young team moving yeah. forward. You run into this buzzsaw that's the Baltimore Ravens who also had a great season. Yeah. Were you surprised they didn't end up making it to the Super Bowl? Uh,
5: A little bit. Honestly, I thought they were going to be in the Super Bowl this year. They had a a heck of a team, man. Lamar Jackson was playing some of his best ball. His team was playing some of their best ball. They were flying around. They had a lot of energy. What you need in a team. And it was just a beautiful thing to see. You know what I'm saying? They were unbelievable this year. So I thought, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Great, great team. You guys had them in the first half. Yeah. You had them. <laughs> you'll, you'll get back. All right, final score predictions for this one. Chiefs, Niners, two really good teams. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think has the edge?
5: I'm going with the Niners, and I got 24-17. to 17. Okay,
2: mm. that's a good score. I mean, I don't like. it. a lot of people yeah. sad
4: in Kansas City, man. That's where you were drafted. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> that was the city. <laughs> we'll appreciate it. Also, shout out to Jif, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have Jif, with celery, you're doing it wrong. You're wasting the celery. Yeah, not Save just, the not, celery. Not just celery. <laughs> Get the Jif. And also, again, side note, Jif and honey, mm-hmm. those sandwiches, again, that's where it's at. Chef's that's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We'll, man, we'll appreciate thank you, thank it, man. You, thank I you, thank you, it. you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. I love when they bring food by.
4: Yeah, food's, you know, the, that's, food. that's, food's that's, the best. That's, that's, yeah, take it, take it
2: easy, man. It. Um, what a guy, man. Yeah, he's awesome. Again.
4: I'm always amazed at these guys, you know. He's electric, dude. Every— This is why I said, when he was drafted, he was the guy who's going to turn a defense around. He's the guy you build around. Um, Before the draft, just talking with him, I 1,000% understood why the Texans traded up to get him. And that's why I was so high on the Texans this year. I go, I know it's one guy. I know it's a rookie. But watch what he's going to do. I mean, it's hilarious. When you look at his uh, Wikipedia page, look at the career highlights and awards. This is normally what you see. All those awards for, for a, you've been playing a long time. I know some of this is in college, obviously, but it's it, that list is long already. Yeah. Um, what he has done defensively on a team that was really poor the year before, yeah. and you come in now as the cornerstone. You are now the guy. Changed it. Changed it. I, I, I just enamored by him. His personality it's infectious. Um, yeah. Always smiling. Man, Will Anderson Jr., he's he's great dude. He seems like a guy you
2: want to go have a beer with, man. Really, really uh, personal, funny. Um, yeah, man, he was great. I enjoyed talking to him. And, boy, did the, the Texans just nailed that draft. I mean, they knew what they wanted to do. Why do you and, think I was so high yeah, on the Texans yeah, right? this year? I mean, you, come, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it can be hard to know what a rookie quarterback is going to do in their first year in the league. So see what C.J. Stroud did, and then you combine that with you go and you get yourself. So this is what I love, and I think teams don't do this enough. I loved how damn aggressive they were in that draft. They, they were said, like, we're getting our guys. We're getting our guys. These picks are currency, and I think a lot of times, f- fans especially, are like, oh, the, the, we don't want to give up too many of our picks. It's like the picks are to get players. They're yes. money spent like and then are like well we gave up too much we gave up fourth fifth rounds how many how many how many hall of fame fourth round picks have there been well use those it's
4: not even that it's one of the situations where you win now right you win now again not all the time i think you need to save first and second as much as you can obviously but let's be real now it could end up being Kadarius tony it could end up being Tyson Jackson. I mean, not, not, not a knock against these guys, but but those guys aren't necessarily. They're not game changers. Clyde. Right. Like I love Clyde. Great, solid player, but he's not a game changer. Right. Right. Like like sometimes we get so caught up in the potential. Yeah. Give me the now. Yeah. Get your guy. Yeah. Like if you know he can make an impact, like, you believe that truthfully. Go get it. Yeah. Like I think the Bears to an extent were a little scared last year. They could have got Bryce Young. They could have got um, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Who I kept saying get C.J. Stroud. Yeah. But. I'm sitting, I'm sitting back going, I think they were a little scared. Sometimes you have to be aggressive. You have to say, you know what? Even if I'm wrong, at least I'm going out my way, Yeah. right? Because yeah. I, I think teams, get, and GMs especially, they get so nervous going, well, if this, if this is wrong, my, my, I, my job's done. Yeah, And we've Dude, seen teams it, do that in the
2: past. I mean, the 49ers benching Alex Smith for Colin Kaepernick. Like, I think Alex could have gotten them to the Super Bowl as well. But you, there's no denying during those seasons, Kaepernick was a really more like, much more dynamic player. They damn near won that Super Bowl. That was not an easy decision to make. When the, uh, when the Seahawks drafted Russell Wilson, they just paid a bunch of money to, uh, who was it, Matt Flynn or somebody? Like, like, you know, and people were like, oh, they're not going to start Russell Wilson this year. They did. Look what happened to them. So you've got to make these aggressive moves. Even the Chiefs, who were sitting back there in the 20s and were like, we, we've got Alex Smith. There were a lot of fans who did not like when they moved up to get Patrick Mahomes. Most were excited because the Chiefs hadn't taken a quarterback. We were the, all excited in, in the first round. Hey, not I, everybody. I was, I was in Philly for not that. Not everybody. Well, all the our, Chiefs fans that were there. <laughs> our own Zach Best, who has since deleted the tweet, uh, did not like the pick. Wow. He thought they should have built around Alex. Calling out your boss That's seems right. like a bold right. strategy. Look, the man's over here. He's going to top this thing off and make me get a tattoo. So I'm going to get my shots in as well. Uh, we're, we're he, did close. Not, he did not he, like the Patrick Mahomes pick. He thought they should have kept voting around Alex Smith. And uh, look what happened.
4: In the arms of an angel. We're so very we got Casey close. Hudson coming in. We are at $765. It's for a charity, Special Olympics. Get donate to the charity and this guy's getting a tattoo. <laughs>
2: Uh, this is gonna be a good one here. We got a betting analyst coming, Casey Hudson. Hi, Casey. Hello, good
10: Patrick. Good
4: morning. Nice Casey. to meet you. Thanks Hi, for coming by. It's a, it's a long, long reach it's there. Fun. I never noticed a fist bump or a handshake and it's left handed I wouldn't have
10: been offended either way. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Because I'm still getting my bearings. So. Did you just get here? Yes.
4: It's yeah. kind of crazy. Your first, like, it's getting down in here.
10: Hectic because you gotta like trot all the way to grab the badge, <laughs> then you have to do this circular check-in motion, it's then the, you get oh, yeah. up here. That's the
2: worst part of this whole thing. They right. make you walk, by. and if you leave. You got to go all the way all back. All the way around. back. I made that mistake yeah.
10: four times yesterday. You <laughs> think I would have learned, yeah. but then I was like starving. My stomach was eating itself and yeah. I was like flipping a coin. I'm like, do I do it or do I not do it? I yeah. think you're
4: pretty good with only four. I think I think <laughs> only four is actually pretty impressive. <laughs>
10: Thank you for making me feel better <laughs> for my decisions yesterday. My parents are like, are you serious? Like grab a snack, sit still. And I was like, we know I don't do that. <laughs> so. so Casey,
2: you, you, you're at Believe Stadium, BetQL. Is there anywhere you don't work?
10: <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I'm glad that people call and, and call me in to ask for my advice. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it could be questionable. Sometimes it's fabulous. We'll see how this conversation goes. But yeah. no, it's, it's fun, um, especially because you have your sports betting stuff. And then I work heavily in hockey. I'm on the ground with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning. Um, nice. Do a lot of national stuff NHL-wise. So wherever I'm needed, I like to be able to call. What do you
4: prefer? betting football betting hockey
10: oh man that's always such a taboo question because then people are like there's a ceiling ah. for hockey but I'm just such a hockey nerd um, and I'm a numbers nerd too so there's so many statistics and angles that you can do with hockey but people are like that's too much it's overwhelming just give us like the anytime score so I love hockey for my nerdy reasons yeah. but football's probably easier
4: I'm, I'm not gonna lie we need you on for this exact reason you <laughs> use stats and numbers I use my gut now not a good idea I did last night in the black blackjack table oh, and it works for a little bit and then all of a sudden like, <laughs> play by the book. I'm like, no, I'm going my gut. Okay, yeah. a queen comes up. I'm busting. So this is why you're here to help us out.
10: There we go. The guys tried to drag me to blackjack yesterday and I was like, no, I don't. Because you know the numbers. It. Yeah. I was like, I'm not feeling it. And they told me, they're like, even if you get up, you can't leave the table because you can ruin the rhythm for everyone else. And I was like, I cannot be responsible for everybody <laughs> yeah, else yeah. at one o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> I'm questionable as is. So yeah, I just, I rooted everyone on from the side, but...
2: So, so where did you grow up, and who did you grow up rooting for?
10: Um, I technically grew up in Tampa. I was a military brat, so I was literally just born in Miami, and then we were off. Um, my dad had a long stint in Frankfurt, Germany for a while. So once we got our bearings, then it was Bucks and Lightning, and that's just been the hometown for me. I left for college for a little bit, came back to Tampa, and then just kind of got right back into the system. So nine years with the Bucks and six years with the uh, Lightning.
4: Do you speak a little German then?
10: <laughs> I could say Sprechensie Deutsch. <laughs> <laughs> Asking if anybody else can speak yeah. German, hoping that they don't say yes because yeah. then now I look like the German speaker. Oh, no, no. Right. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ein,
4: ein bisschen Deutsch. Okay. Ein a a bisschen l- Deutsch, a little bit. A little bit. bit, yeah. I can order like dry beer bitte, you know, <laughs> like three beers, please. Yeah. Like, that, the, important the important things. things. Exactly. The important things, exactly. Um, as far as obviously Sunday's game, uh, it seems like you're pretty high on the Niners from a couple of the <laughs> other things you've been, uh, you've been talking we've been about. We've been watching.
10: We've been oh, doing our man. research on you. I was hoping you guys were going to give me a clean slate there. Yeah, because um, yeah, like yesterday I did FanDuel and they were like favorite props and I went on a bit of a rant with the Niners and they're like, so you choose the Niners and before I could be like, no, it was like commercial and now an we're <laughs> oh, off no. and I was like, crap, so I just chose the Niners. <laughs> I run back to believe and I was like, do I just lean it, guys? And they're like, lean it. So, of course, there's things that made me gravitate towards them um, and that's the beautiful thing about Super Bowl. It can really go either way that's why the spread is where it is um it's going to come down to coaching genius but it's also going to come down to the efficiency of players not having those drops making sure those plays are executed well so i was like you know what i'm going to stay with the niners
2: yeah so you mentioned the line do you think last i checked it was plus two Mm -hmm. uh, for for the chiefs um what do you think is that the right is that the right yeah,
10: line? I, w- I saw some things that I think came down to about plus uh, 1.5. And of course, I can see that. That's why playing with the spread in Super Bowl is probably not my favorite thing. <laughs> uh, so clearly, at this point, I'm probably taking Niners money line. I'm hearing a lot of great things about alternative money lines. And I mm-hmm. actually really love the sound and look of that. Um, Joe Sorello broke down an alternative money line for the Chiefs yesterday that was actually quite brilliant. Obviously, I can't choose the Chiefs now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, money money line for the Niners is where I'm at. Y-
4: you can do that if you want to with the Chiefs. We won't tell anyone <laughs> yeah how hard is it though for the betting market to try and adjust for what the Chiefs have done in the playoffs cuz this looks nothing like they did during the regular season yeah. i think it's been very difficult for people to be like is this the same team or are they a team that just is able to turn it on come playoff time and a lot of folks that we've talked to is like how do you adjust for Patrick Mahomes? Yep. Because he also looks like a different player now in the playoffs because regular season we all are talking about a little bit of a down year. Obviously mm-hmm. the receivers and the drops, but for him personally, putting the ball in harm's way a little more often. So far the playoffs in three games, zero turnover-worthy plays. How do you adjust betting market-wise what looks like a completely <laughs> different team?
10: That's where I become you and I start to go with my gut because <laughs> you're, you are talking about a team that they are an improv backyard football style team and the most scary thing about it is the fact that it's not just Patrick Mahomes that's backyard style improv it's Travis Kelsey who creates a completely different route in the blink of an eye and they're just synergistic with each other and understand it Uh, you got some players who started to get in rhythm with that but I think what kind of got them off kilter this season is you know uh, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, these guys were supposed to step up and kind of like elongate their role and they didn't pan out Um, they weren't trustworthy in a sense they weren't able to match the energy and tempo of Patrick Mahomes and the rest of the Corps with the Chiefs. All that to say, I know that the spread and everything is in favor of postseason for the Chiefs. And like in hockey, we call it like a whole different like postseason is an entirely different season. Yeah. Everything that happened before that doesn't exist, doesn't count. And I think that's the clean slate everyone's giving the Chiefs. Where I struggle with that is that what the Niners did the last two weeks, is it sexy? No. But to be so consistent throughout the season, you're going to have to have a small digression. Mm -hmm. And I think that if they can just match tempo with what they did four, five, six weeks ago, they are the team to win this battle.
2: Yeah. What do you think about the coaching edge in this one? Obviously, any experience edge. The Chiefs, four out of the last five Super Bowls, they've won two of them. Andy Reid's coached in Super Bowls. They've got Steve Spagnuolo on defense. Kyle Shanahan's no no slouch. Mm -hmm. He's a great coach. He's been in the Super Bowl as well. But you've got... Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy playing in his first you know, first Super Bowl. Do you think that that edge might tilt things in favor of the Chiefs if it gets close?
10: Yes, because if it gets close, you've got Andy Reid, his experience, his accolades, and the fact that he's got this <laughs> superior hat of tricks, yeah. and you don't know what's going to get pulled out at the last minute. Kyle Shanahan is still pretty brilliant in my book, um, but he could be a little bit more like keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. And if he sticks to a plan so much and can't go outside of that plan to match the creativity of the Chiefs, that's where the Chiefs will edge.
4: Yeah. I really like the uh, the improv and then <laughs> bag of tricks. I'm now I'm now picturing Andy Reid as like a clown. A magician. Or, or a magician. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not a clown. Uh, let's go magician. Yeah, he's definitely uh, a magician. Or, or, or trying to picture Andy Reid doing improv. That has to be a sight. I think
10: he'd be brilliant. <laughs> I think he'd be really Because some good. of his press conferences are so genius. I'm like, just throw him a line and see where he goes with
4: it. <laughs> We're looking forward to the challenge of playing. That, yes. that, that's, exactly. that's always what it is. Do, do you have any prop bets that you're really intrigued heading into this game?
10: Yeah. Uh, props are probably my favorite thing and okay. make me feel feel more sane when it comes to breaking down this matchup. Uh, The first one that I lean to is George Kittle. They had his reception sitting at three and a half, which just blew my mind. Uh, When Brock Purdy first got the crown of the 49ers team last season, who was his trust fault? It was George Kittle. And it wasn't always just the short up the middle passes. It was these chunk plays and these maniac plays that George Kittle was doing. So you have this dynamic, you have this connection, and you have this trust between Purdy and Kittle. And they haven't tried to work Kittle in too much. They've used him more for blocking to help the offensive line. obviously the O-line needed help. But I think that they're, again, Kyle Shanahan is a genius. They're going to bring in U-check to help with the blocking, and they're going to alleviate George Kittle mm-hmm. to be a reliever for Brock Purdy. So I like the receptions. I like over 47 and a half. I think that's okay. where he's sitting at. Um, Brock Purdy rush yards, 25 and a half. Some people are like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, we saw this guy rush for 40-something yards. He is going to be under pressure from the Chiefs' defense, and he should have more confidence to use his legs and not try to flick anything and turn over the ball because everyone is counting on Brock Purdy to turn over the ball at some point.
4: Is it 25? Is that a... a, Alternative line, or is that? Because I thought originally it opened at twelve and a half.
10: Oh, really? Okay, so there could be an alternative line because I think I everyone. Would,
4: actually, I agree with you completely. Twelve and I, a half, I, I, I'd be all think, over. I think right. Brock Purdy is is gonna have to run a lot in this game, so I actually love yeah. that one. I'm making notes right here, and, and I actually agree <laughs> with all three of those. that This is a good start yes, right here.
10: I got to tell my team that you agree
4: because yeah, Brock Purdy, I, I think is it's a very astute observation. I think he's much more athletic than people give credit to. Yes, I think you just see him. You you see the LDP, and you go, "Oh, last draft pick." He, he obviously doesn't have have the at uh, the elite traits, if you will. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be elite to move in the pocket, to get uh, a few rushing yards. Mahomes is not the most athletic guy in the NFL, and what does he do? He yeah. finds ways to, to pick up first downs with his legs. Yep. So <laughs> I think you're very right with the uh, Chiefs being very aggressive, getting after him. He's going to have to leak out, and he might be a— uh, Taking him a few first downs with his legs.
10: And again, he's got to protect the ball. So while you have Christian McCaffrey as a security um, security blanket there because he's a Swiss Army knife of the 49ers, you have Mitchell. I like a prop for Mitchell. It's hard to kind of find it, but I think somebody was saying that he has like over one and a half receptions. If you can find it in the sports books, slam it. Mitchell's been a great reliever for McCaffrey when they want to run the ball and they don't want to make it obvious. Um, the other thing I want to mention because you said athletic and talked about Brock Purdy, uh, of one of my favorite football minds, John Ledyard, talked about the the fact that while the chiefs defense is great and they are explosive they are explosive laterally mm-hmm. protecting vertically is going to be a challenge for them because they don't really have the athleticism they're great players but they're not athletic george kittle can explo- ex- exploit that and expose that mm-hmm. um, Ayuk might get tied up sometimes but he's also somebody that can really go vertical and force them to play against their comfort zone so if the niners are able to ramp that up and lean on that athleticism yeah. we're looking at another edge
2: we talk about Brock Purdy running the ball and the athleticism. Mahomes is is fond of saying it. I don't run fast, but I run scared. And that (laughs) makes me run fast Um, We've seen Mahomes. He's he's not like Lamar or Josh Allen. Running is not part of his everyday game. But when he gets into the playoffs, when he gets in these big moments, I mean, how did he win the Super Bowl and ice it for the Chiefs last year? A big run on a bad ankle. What Do you like him to take off a few times in this game to try and go get first downs because he knows this is it, last game of the season, everything on the line?
10: Yeah, if things get a little complicated in the red zone, I, I would think that he would want to use his legs in that moment. Where the Chiefs will benefit here is that every team that goes up against the Chiefs is like blitz heavy, blitz heavy, blitz heavy. That's what the Bucks did when they won. Yeah. Um, but This isn't a blitz-heavy Niners defense, so he's going to have some time uh, to tamper in the pocket there. Probably take a few steps and try to find his target. Um, So I see that happening more so in the red zone, but I do like his rush yards as well because with this game being as close as it will be, again, it's going to come down to being creative and making those split decision moments. And Patrick Mahomes might not be the fastest, but he has an advantage I don't have: longer legs, and that'll (laughs) give him yards that other people can't get all the time. Yeah,
4: the scared part though, I have down running scared. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Very serious question here. This is super. Super serious. Should we be betting on if Travis Kelsey's going to propose to Taylor after the game?
10: <laughs> if you're betting no and the money value is high, sure. Yeah. Um, betting yes. <laughs> I Look, their story is great, and I'm glad that it's legit and it's real and all the things. But if they end up proposing to one another, Travis would have to be like the most insane guy. Yeah,
4: that'd be nuts. She,
10: yeah. She's not even one year removed from her previous engagement. And then the song comes out, and then they're tying it to like his oh. WhatsApp and stuff. Like there's just too many. It's been like eight things. weeks. It's been yeah, like they two been, months. They haven't, yeah. they haven't
4: been dating that long.
2: Uh, not
10: long enough. It's
4: like Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee back in the day. Yeah. Like, there's like yeah. no way. Hey, I
2: mean, look, when enough. it's love, it's love, right? But I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I, you I, could be I, patient,
10: though. You could be a little bit more patient. <laughs> I have
2: read that the books could really take a bath if Travis Kelsey wins MVP just because of all the extra money coming on Travis Kelsey props with, with the Swifties. Do you see that as a possibility? Would you take that bet? Like yeah. take like a flyer on Kelsey? Yeah,
10: I would yeah. because you know that everybody wants to get in on the action. Yeah. Um, look at what – before – Taylor Swift became too much of a name in the conversation for the Chiefs. You can always count on Travis Kelsey to find the end zone. So just imagine um, how heavy that was already hammered. And now you've got all of her fan base coming in on that. And then, like, the whole Gatorade being read because of her album and all the tie ins. Oh, yeah. There's just so much value in just <laughs> going with Travis Kelsey in so many ways. It,
4: it. And that beard he has now, we saw it at opening night. Oh, that, I hate that, it. That, well, that, that's a, a man who is very comfortable in his relationship. That's a man who's not That's when you realize the relationship anyone. was real. That's because was he real. didn't have
10: to keep it kept. Because you know, women complain yeah. when they've been with a guy for a year. You're a couple months in and sporting that. So oh, yeah, my
4: fiance, I don't think she likes the mustache. But I,
10: you <laughs> see, you
4: have to use some certain certain things here. I go, well, I, w- I had a mustache last year, and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Some oh, senior so you
10: superstition.
4: I just wanted a mustache. Oh. So I, I pretended to be superstitious to grow the stash back out.
10: Gotcha. Thank yeah. you for giving me a heads up on what to look for.
2: <laughs> what do you think of these like these fun bets like the national anthem length, the Gatorade color? The Gatorade color is the one that cracks me up because there's somebody in that locker room with a huge amount of power like
10: <laughs> yes. you know like it'd yeah. be
2: pretty easy to just like pick up the phone and call your buddy and be like it's purple you
10: know what I mean and like it's just, true that's it, right? it's very true um and then of course like all the statistics that come in it's like it's been four years since they've used orange Gatorade it's time and I'm like yeah. gosh I don't even remember the time of like what Gatorade and all those things so right. I love that because I think it welcomes in fans that maybe aren't so heavy in like the sports side of things or maybe don't know football to an analytical degree but they love watching or they love the atmosphere, or the camaraderie. And so those are those bets, those are those opportunities where it's like they have a role in this. And as a big hockey head, like I'm always looking for ways to invite new fans in and, and not be intimidating. And I think that that helps use out
4: Christian McCaffrey over under rush yards. I don't know what it's set out, but are you, are you confident that he's going to have a heavy dose of yards on the ground? Because I sit back go and going, I think the Chiefs actually have the ability to stop him on the ground. It's through the air that makes me nervous. Yeah. Um, Kind of the same thing with Debo Samuel. I'm a little nervous when he lines up in the backfield. But with McCaffrey, I think the Chiefs have the ability to get downhill. They can take away the Niners' best strength. They've done it against the Ravens. They did it against the Bills. They did it against um, the Dolphins, right? Mm -hmm. They can take away your best strength. What do you think about Christian McCaffrey against this Chiefs defense? So
10: maybe since like week seven, my favorite Christian McCaffrey prop has been receiving and rushing yards combined Um, because it usually sits anywhere between 125 to 131. I think it's at 130 right now. He hit 131 versus the Lions and that prop went off because I think he was at like 80 something rush yards and 30 something receiving yards. Um, So it's sitting about the same, but yeah, it kind of gives you some wiggle room to put some money on McCaffrey and not kind of make it all rush heavy. I still think he can get the job done. Um, It's kind of up in the air on whether or not the Ravens kind of abandoned their run game Um, in a sense. So depending on how consistent the Niners choose to be be. And again, the creativity comes in. Don't make it so obvious you're going to use Christian McCaffrey. And they have the ability to do that depending on how they line up on the right side. So with that, I like the rush and receiving yards combined. It's sitting at 130. I'd hammer that.
4: Loving the Niners. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> if we
4: got some, some
2: folks. I have
10: th- some chief stuff. I do, yeah, yeah. I do. If
2: we got some folks sitting at home. They're not big betters. It's the Super Bowl. They want to get in on the action. It'd be really fun for them to win a little bit of money. What's your your stone cold lock? That's what they do in the betting industry. <laughs> stone cold, stone cold, can't miss. You know, lock. What's the one bet people should make?
10: Oh my gosh, one. I have to pick one.
2: Yeah, just just the one that you think has the best chance of hitting for it.
10: I'm gonna go. I think Jennings' receiving yards sit pretty low.
4: Another niner.
2: Yeah. Another
10: niner. <laughs> 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 gosh, Secret I thought 49ers of it too. Fan over gosh, here. Uh, no, Bucks. <laughs> my Bucks fans are upset with yeah, me right yeah, now. It's yeah. not a nice place to be. Um. You know what? No, I'm going to switch that. I'm going to take uh, Rice for over 67 and a half receiving yards. And I'm taking that because he sits top five in the league for yards after catch. And they're going to need that. They're going to need those gritty plays. um, And I think that he can get those extra yards. We saw Juju help the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year, um, 53 receiving yards. A lot of that was yak yards. um, But he was a big reliever when Travis Kelsey got locked up or anybody else. And again, Chiefs are kind of working with roughly three targets. Those yak yards are going to be important.
2: I think that's a great bet. Juju <laughs> tore the 49ers up for the Chiefs last year in the regular season. Rice has stepped into a similar role for Casey this year. Um, <laughs> Casey Hudson, <laughs> uh, you can find her on Twitter at thesportscase, and that's with a K, not a C. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for for joining us. It was really a pleasure to meet you. Thank you guys. Yeah. It
10: was so much fun. Thank yeah. you I so much. Up yeah. with My Niners stuff. Yeah. No, it was good though. I, I,
4: at least if. I can have some money made. I'm just going to be okay.
2: There you go. And if you
10: lose, (laughs) don't call me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, Thank uh, you so much.
2: Enjoy the game. Appreciate that uh always good to get some betting insight oh if you think i wasn't one.
4: taking notes right there look at this right here yeah look, oh look you were oh yeah, yeah this is going to turn you into got trey a nice McBride nice coming in. Hey, how you doing
2: trey what's up man how you doing yeah, good to see you. trey mcbride tight end see Arizona Arizona i will eventually
4: been. this is the last day here i'll eventually get the, the intro handshake down sometimes it's the left hand <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's sometimes the, the fist pound sometimes it's sometimes the, it's he does he does the left hand because he wants to show off his watch trying to see i'm i've been trying to make the world more ambidextrous there you go that's my goal the i'm really trying to bring this, now you, trying, they, to, trying to help America here.
2: There you go, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trey, man, um, you, so you're just making the rounds on Radio Row right now?
8: Yeah, just zipping around here, you know, talking to a bunch of the guys. This is cool, man. This is a great experience just to, to go out there and talk about everything, man. This yeah. is fun. Talk hey. about football, man. It's not much better than that, yeah. right?
2: Have you ever been to Radio Row before in the past? Yeah, I
8: went last year because yeah. you know the Super Bowl was there in, uh, in Arizona, so I yeah. was there. Yeah, I was there last year, and uh, you know, plan on doing it, you know, for as long as I can. This is fun.
2: Yeah, and hopefully
4: you won't be on Radio Row. You'll yeah,
8: be, uh, that's in the, the game, plan, right? right? Doubt. Yeah, that's the plan. Hopefully, I'm uh, you know playing you know next year. So. Yeah. yeah.
4: Have you seen your Wikipedia page picture?
8: I haven't, man. You haven't. What is it? This is great.
4: It, it's oh, you. Look that, it man. looks like in high that's school. That's in high school. Yeah, it's a high school basketball game. High school game. basketball.
8: I was, a game, I was a game winner, I think. I was so that a game, game winner? Yeah, I was all jacked up.
4: You know, Yeah, you were like, hitting
2: the gym, too, back <laughs> in high school. <laughs> I
4: mean, seriously, that, that's, that's not hilarious. a high school bot, right? That's that, that, That's the dude that's putting up 35 a game. That's a guy that I go up in high school. <laughs> yeah. why, am why? I, why is he Who on is the floor with me? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever have it, uh, a decision to make in regards to deciding between basketball and football or was it always going to be football? It
8: was actually baseball and
4: football for me. I was Really? For me, basketball. I was good
8: at basketball. I just wasn't quite tall enough to, to do what I, I was a center, you know. And, sure. But I wasn't a seven. You know, I'm going against seven-footers in college. I'm not doing all that. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it was baseball. I loved baseball. I was a really good baseball player and actually... I uh, was was contemplating playing that in college and ultimately followed my brother and went and played at Colorado State So what position awesome. did you play? I was a catcher growing up and then I, t- I moved towards first base I kind of gravitated towards first base because you just get to stand there look good and uh, you know yeah. Scoop the ball when uh, if it's a bad throw, it's the other guy's it's fault other if guy's It's just an
4: sp- error on him. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. sorry, man. Couldn't help you out <laughs> yeah. Better buy me a beer or else no, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna yeah. miss, miss that scoop. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. So
2: so Am I correct in guessing? Maybe you were you had a little bit of power
4: at the plate.
8: Yeah, no doubt. I was a power hitter. You know, three, four hole, just yeah. uh, go out there and, and hit home runs. That was my that was my favorite thing to do. Nice. Well,
4: when you're looking at the Super Bowl right here, probably the two best tight ends yeah, in football. No doubt. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. What do you take away from these two guys in particular? Because they do it very different ways as well.
8: Yeah, for me, this is a cool game for me because you get two of the best tight ends in a matchup that's at the highest level, right? So these guys are two totally different players. You know, Travis Kelsey's like a finesse guy, a guy who's going to get open, find zones, things like that, and just make plays. George Kittle's like your prototypical tight end, you know, hand in the ground, getting nitty and gritty, you know, go make plays. And uh, (laughs) it's going to be cool, man. It's going to be fun to watch these guys go head-to-head and kind of see how it all works out.
2: Did did you always play tight end when you were playing football? Did you play other positions?
8: You know, I'm from a small town in Colorado, so I played quarterback, running back, receiver. Wherever the ball was going, that's probably where yeah. I was at. So uh, that's, that's what I did. But ultimately, I knew I was going to play tight end. I played defense as well, and uh, I was pretty good at that. But I scoring touchdowns was a lot more fun than uh, than trying to tackle the guy. Yeah,
2: well, you see that a lot with guys who make it to the NFL, especially if they play it in a small town. You're the best athlete maybe in the, you know, in the region, the state. Yeah. And they they're gonna put you wherever you can make an impact, right? <laughs> no so du- did no you enjoy doubt. playing quarterback?
8: Oh man, it was so much fun. I always kind of wondered, man, I, if I could still sling it every once <laughs> yeah. in a while. But but no, it's uh, I loved it, man. Playing quarterback was fun, just to go out there do that. I was a kicker, man. I did it all, uh, in, in, in yeah, I was kicker. I, I probably would have been our punter, but I was our long snapper. But so <laughs> oh, so man. yeah. so you coaching everything. the team too? <laughs> yeah. But no, it was fun, yeah. man. It was of, yeah, it yeah. was a lot of fun, man. So
4: you had a phenomenal year this year, man. I mean, it was it was very impressive. 81 receptions, wow. 825 yeah. yards. And you had a lot of um, uncertainty with the Cardinals this year, right? As far yeah. as quarterback situation, a lot of moving parts here. How are you able to have such a good year this year? with all that going on.
8: Yeah, for me, it's just staying consistent. I do the same thing every week. You know, the first four or five weeks, I wasn't really playing. I wasn't starting like that. And uh, I still prepared every single week like I was going to be the starter. I knew I was one play away from being that guy. And uh, ultimately, I just prepared every single week like I was going to start, like I was going to get every snap. And and, and when I finally got my opportunity, I was ready for it. And, uh, you know, Kyler gave me a chance. He kept throwing me the ball, and uh, it all kind of worked out.
4: Jose, how excited are you for next year when you have the yeah. finish to the season like that?
8: No doubt. Yeah, I think just to, to have a full year with Kyler is what I'm really excited about. You know, he's coming off the ACL last yeah. year, and uh, we didn't really get the full offseason. We didn't get the training camp. We didn't get that together. So this year to have a full offseason, to have a full training camp, to have a full season of Kyler Murray, I'm, I'm super excited to yeah. see what we can make happen. What kind of leader is Kyler in the locker room? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a very he's a guy who rallies the guys. He's a guy who's you know he's not gonna hoop and holler. He's not gonna be screaming. He's not gonna be doing all that. But he's a guy who leads by example. He's a guy who does everything the right way. He shows up to work and uh, is a tremendous leader. I love playing for him, and uh, I hope we uh, can you know play together for a long time.
2: That's the kind of leader I am.
4: St- Sterling's our hoop and holler guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Oh yeah. You, oh, you think I'm the, the guy that was out late in Vegas last yeah. night? You yeah. think I, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> well, maybe not and guy. so much this morning? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, What do you take away from PFF? Because I know PFF's been a pretty hot topic. Uh, Some players love it, some don't um pff loves you right <laughs> i think it it, it actually kind of you what you see and then pff um backing it up do you ever get excited when you see those analytical accounts you know have your back yeah. you kind of like i don't really care yeah i
8: don't really ever look at that stuff honestly um pff so one like you just never know what they're looking at and yeah. they don't really know what your job responsibility is on a play and maybe they they knock you for something that you know, so that's that's how I feel about it, because they don't really know what your job responsibility, what you're supposed to be ac- accomplishing on every play. And yeah, sometimes you do it, but it's not the way that they think it should be done. And sure. uh, you get knocked or something like that. So I, I don't know. It's kind of a skewed thing. And um, I am indifferent about it, okay. truthfully,
2: who hit you the hardest this
8: year? <laughs> that's a good question. I, I you know. These two guys that are playing this weekend, uh, Greenlaw and, and Warner, are two of the hardest-hitting guys. I I get to play them twice a year, so <laughs> anytime I catch Kyler throws me something across the middle, I'm just praying one of those guys doesn't you know kill me. So yeah, yeah.
4: With, with the 49ers defense, just in totality, obviously those two guys, yeah. they're great. What do they bring in this game? What, yeah. what, again, honestly, we do a lot of stuff here with Kansas City, a lot of Chiefs fans yeah. watching. What should we expect to see from the 49ers defense? I
8: think uh, you, you should expect to see um, them them. They got to do something with Travis, right? They got to stop him. They got to slow him down. And whether that's chipping him, whether that's putting you know pressing him up, you got to slow him down a little bit. And uh, and that's exactly what I expect them to do. You know, he's a, a great player that can take over a game. And, and if those two can get rolling, it, it could be uh, dangerous. So I, I expect them to to try to shut him down for sure.
2: A lot of times when when teams want to try to do that to a tight end like Travis Kelsey, uh, the Chiefs will put Kelsey in motion, yeah, uh, so that they can't get to him off the line. Do, yeah. do the Cardinals use you that way? all this year and do you like that do you like to be in yeah. motion rather than being state yeah it's definitely
8: a, a huge uh, advantage for us because we can motion across we can kind of see if they're following us if it's going to be man you can kind of get an indicator of what they're going to do a little bit before they do it some teams do a great job of disguising stuff and uh things like that but for the most part you kind of know what you're going to get before yeah. and, to, and to emotion you and to get that you know off press to make sure you can get a release that's huge and uh the, the chiefs do a great job with that for travis because uh, he's always open for sure we
4: yeah. got a uh comment here that i want to get to. uh i appreciate shahy savannah says trey's from Greeley, colorado went to colorado state now yeah. he's in phoenix which is where uh, savannah lives as well wow. what do you think of living in the valley of the sun yeah that's
8: a that's a great question it's a lot different than uh, than than uh, colorado I, I love i love arizona it's been it's been phenomenal i uh, i just bought a house there so i'm i'm nice. good now for, for Put, good. putting some roots yeah, down there yeah, <laughs> putting some roots down there no it's it's phenomenal Arizona's a great place uh, there's no better place to be in the winter you know the winters there are phenomenal you get sunny and 75 every day and uh it's snowing back in Colorado, so there's no uh, no better place I'd rather be right now than, than Phoenix.
2: All right, so obviously the 49ers are y'all's rivals. Yeah how how do you expect the Chiefs to try to attack this 49ers defense? How did you guys try to attack? The thing about this defense,
8: man, is they're they're stacked from top to bottom. They got talent everywhere,
2: right? Yeah. You got Nick Bosa on
8: one side, and if you get lucky, you don't have to block him. You got Chase Young on the other side; he's <laughs> right, a yeah. phenomenal player too. So yeah. you got two of the best linebackers inside with you know Greenlaw and. Uh, and Warner, you know, so they're just a phenomenal team. But I, you know, I don't really know what they're going to bring. They're going to, like I said, they're going to gotta try to stop Travis. They're going to do something for him. But for me, it's just – I'm excited to see these two, these two tight ends go and, and, and compete, man. This is going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a yeah. great matchup.
4: Do you, yeah. when you watch the game, are you just so f- hyper focused yeah, on the tight? That's end? all you're, I do, you're, man. you're like, I don't care where the ball is. I'm that's, w- I'm watching the that, tight ends. That's I, how
8: I watch football <laughs> now, man. I just fall. I find the tight end and uh, whatever he does, that's uh, that's what I watch. If he's run blocking that play, I'm watching the guy run block for for six seconds or whatever. So I just watch those guys and uh, and watch them get after it. So your team 12
4: 13 personnel. Oh, 12 that, 13
8: your... for for yeah, absolutely, man. That's how every team should play
4: <laughs> what was the transition like from college to the nfl it seems like titans typically obviously now there's been a little bit of change now it takes a year or in your case you know, some of it's opportunity of course yeah. but like hawkinson for example he's now one of the best titans in football but it took him a few years to get there yeah um I, I always think that tight end is one of the hardest positions to really get a feel for there's a lot that goes into it what was that transition process like for you
8: yeah for me it's just uh that you jump from year one to year two is, is huge you know you just get the speed of the game down the how everything runs you kind of get a feel for for the nfl and uh and then in year two you kind of know what to expect you kind of know what you're going to get yourselves into and things like that so it's uh it's very cool man um but I, like you said it's a lot of it is opportunity as well you know having the opportunity to go out there and and for tyler Kyler to trust me to throw me 12 13 14 balls a game is yeah. uh is another thing too it's
4: also great for fantasy
2: <laughs> uh, in your opinion who is the goat tight end
8: Yeah, there's so many, uh, you know, Goat's a a tough one. But, you know, I I think Travis is doing it at a high level. You got Gronk, you know, who's done a a, a, there's so many great guys. But in my era, man, I love watching Gronk growing up. And then now it's Travis Kelsey's just kind of running the show. He's he's so good. He gets open and he does it at a very high level. So uh, my era, man, it's probably those two guys that that, that carry it.
4: How much do you like also Gronk, Kelsey and, and to an extent even Kittle? They're making tight end kind yeah. of the sexy position, like it's a lot more visual now. Like yeah. I think back in the day, everyone knew Antonio Gates, yeah. Tony Gonzalez, obviously, right? But I, they didn't do it with well, Tony G obviously now, as far yeah. as his um, the yeah. stuff he does on, yeah, yeah, on yeah. air. Yeah. But in general, what, what's it like? All of a sudden, the tight end position has now become this very valuable position, a yeah. sexy position, the yeah. fun position. Yeah,
8: no doubt. I think it's that's how it should have been the whole time, you know. But <laughs> but people are finally realizing, you know, what tight ends can do. You, they're a matchup problem for for defenses. You got guys who. Can't safeties can't come down on them. Linebackers are too slow. Things yeah. like that. So you, they're they're a nightmare matchup. And if you have a great tight end, man, you can uh, you can help your
4: offense win a lot of games. Going up against a safety or a linebacker, what do you like better?
8: Probably a linebacker. You know, obviously they're a little bigger and stuff. But you, I usually have the speed advantage yeah. on those guys. So if I can get by them, it's usually uh, you know. But they're a little more physical than, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> than the than the safety.
2: So you got to pick your battles for sure. All right, we know you got some other tables to get to. Do you have a final score prediction for this one? Who's going to come out on top?
8: Uh, you know, I'm actually pulling for the Chiefs, truthfully, because uh, you don't want the in-division you know, in rival to win the Super Bowl. You yeah. never want that. So I'm pulling for the Chiefs, man. I hope it's a great game. I hope Travis Kelsey and George Kittle both have 500 yards, man. That would be the best game ever, and uh, no one else touches the ball, man. That would be pretty cool. But uh, awesome. but other than that, man, I'm excited for these guys, and I, I hope the Chiefs pull it out. Cool.
2: Congrats on your season, Yeah, Trey. thank you guys very much. Thanks for coming appreciate yeah. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Take care. That's Trey McBride. Tight end, no longer a rookie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no longer a rookie. Man, I'll uh, say this too for the Cardinals.
4: If you don't know the name Trey McBride, because I, I get it—he played for Arizona, all that stuff, right? Know the name now, because Trey McBride is going to be one of the next really good tight ends in the NFL. Like, yeah, the next iteration with the Hawkinson's, with the Sam Laportas, right? Yeah, I think that's a name that's going to be in there as well.
2: Hey, what's up, Roy? Hey, how you doing? Patrick. Hey, how you doing? Pleasure. Sterling. Hey, how you doing, man? Doing well. We got
4: Rodney McLeod
2: here.
11: Yeah, and, uh, and company.
2: Lady. This is uh, Erica, yes? Yeah. Hi, Erica. Patrick. How are you? Nice Hi. to meet you. Sterling. Nice Thanks for coming by. Oh, I'm sorry. I
4: don't have those long arms, see?
2: That's a nice little bit of hardware you got on there. Oh,
4: appreciate it,
2: yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how often do you bust that thing out?
4: Uh, only on times like
11: this, yeah. to, to be honest with you. It's not an everyday accessory. Uh, more um, statement piece. Yeah. So when you when you come here to Super Bowl, uh, you have to remind everybody uh, of that moment.
2: What, so. you, what you did. I, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. It would be an everyday piece for me. I'd be wearing <laughs> it in the bathtub. You know, going Bad to, going, going to yeah. Starbucks, going to the grocery store. Yeah, I mean, I probably get robbed, but you know what I mean. Like, I was talking to a former fun.
11: teammate yesterday uh, who won the Super Bowl with me, and they said they left their ring one time at a at a at a lady's house. So I was like. Oh. Bro no way you did that. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's she's loyal. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> still That's still on still eBay. There. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Um,
2: so you guys are here to talk you've got a you've got a foundation, uh, changeourfuture.org, correct? Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that?
12: Yeah, so we started a uh, youth foundation in 2020. Um, and it was our opportunity to really fight a lot of the um, the issues that our kids are facing in the in the communities, whether it was in Philadelphia or a city that Rodney served, but we wanted to make sure we hit on mentorship, um, leadership, how to build confidence, how to build skills, give them opportunities and experiences that they've never had before, yeah. um, but a relatability factor with Rodney and ourselves. And
2: yeah. now and I, and I know you guys run this together. Eric, uh, you have a big role. What are some of the challenges that come along with, with running uh, Change Our Future?
12: oh (laughs) that's me that's you (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) there's this no um no Mm -hmm. it's great i mean i think there's a lot of a lot of pressures regardless when you're running anything and you call it your baby and it's your passion um But it's juggling a lot. During the season, Rodney's extremely helpful, even though he has a busy schedule. It's getting on meetings, meeting new people, making partnerships. There's incredible people doing big things all across your neighborhood. It's connecting with them because a lot of us have the same passion to give back to the youth Mm -hmm. um, and bring them through the ropes. So it's how how do we work together? So I think that's the hardest part, is connecting with other genuine people that really want to serve the community.
2: Do you all apply for a lot of grants? Yes, it's uh, a big yeah, process, <laughs> right? yeah, plan. we do, um,
11: and that's and you know, that's an area of focus of ours uh, going in twenty twenty four. Is how do we diversify our uh, our funding, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and make it a sustainable organization? And so th- those are um, some of the, the things that we're now starting to implement and make sure that we do uh, apply for all of these grant opportunities that exist. Uh, you know, because we're an organization that serves you know the kids and. Uh, There are a lot of uh, companies who believe um, in our next generation and and want to you know ultimately seek change the same way that we do.
4: I have to say thank you because I lived in Philly when you uh, won that Super Bowl. That was my first. Where were you? Uh, So (laughs) I went down (laughs) to to City Hall. Explain the scene. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. went down to City Hall. (laughs) and uh i drank a beer on city hall everybody, okay everybody, it was glorious my first year i moved to philly i'm like oh my gosh good luck charm yeah then i moved to Kansas city, i moved back to Kansas city first year I moved back they win the they super win. bowl so oh, i i wow. think i'm a good luck charm so okay. if right, anyone wants right. to you know move me somewhere for free and you want your fan base to win or your team to win i think this is me you are the guy but i have to say thank you because yeah. that was just so much fun man obviously as a player what was that like just the grind that year is so special man i mean the rallying behind nick Foles, you carson wince goes down i think everyone there myself included i go prize season's over Yeah, you know fun year yes season's over but how was a team able to rally around and of course get it done over tom brady yeah
11: <laughs> it's a it's a year of faith um that's exactly what it was uh, we had to really lean on our belief um in one another and i think that was formed Uh, Early on, um, you know, we had a deep connection uh, for one another that allowed us to be able to overcome uh, so many, um, you know, trials and triumphs uh, that season uh, and to be able to still walk away uh, the best in the world that year. Um, Man says a lot about the men um, and the character uh, and identity. of of that group and so every time i I put the ring on i think it's just a reminder of of everybody that contributed to this ring Um, and it it truly was a special year and and the relationships that were formed that year didn't end in 2017 or 18 like we still have our super bowl db group chat you know that's still active um still connecting with guys you know going to uh, people's weddings and everything. Yeah. I got my boy Jalen Mills getting married uh-huh, so uh, yeah. in, a, in a month that we're going to go see. So those relationships are forever. And um, that's what I cherish most about that year.
4: You think he's rocking the hair still for the wedding? You think he's going to have the... He's got the... Yeah, he's got the... I don't think anything is changing. <laughs> it's changing the color. That's,
11: nice. that's him. Yeah. Uh, You're going you to get what you get. And uh, his lady, he loves. she loves him for it.
4: Favorite cheesesteaks
11: in Philly? You have a, you have a favorite? Uh, so... After I arrived in Philly, I surely became a pescatarian. So uh, I didn't get to indulge in so many. But in my short span of time there, I, I did like Ishka Bibbles.
4: Ishka Bibbles. Yeah, yeah right yeah, there. Yeah. That's, that's and my family
11: spot. would echo that as
4: well.
12: Yeah. yeah, I'd do the same. I mean, we both don't yeah. eat a lot of uh, meat. So it's one of those things where it's it's Jim's, it's Pat's. You hear all the names. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to give it up one time and just try With all the just, too. Like people <laughs>
11: yeah. like that yeah, right DelSand- yeah, The fire, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. Now, Ronnie, as I understand it, were you the official red carpet reporter for the Browns last night at the NFL Honors? Ah, uh, so I missed my opportunity. You missed it.
11: I missed it. What happened? Uh, we, were, we were late uh, leaving here, yeah. so that affected uh, us arriving to red carpet a uh-huh. little later. So I didn't have the time necessary to interview a few guys on the carpet, but I was looking forward to it. Uh, but... Uh, got a lot of great, you know, reactions from our outfits, which was which was good. But I did miss a, a grand opportunity yeah. to be able to, uh, you know, hear uh, how some of the some of the guys felt uh, going into that night. If you want to hang here, we got three mics. You
2: know, <laughs> <laughs> now listen, so so are you interested in a career in media, maybe one day? Yeah, I am.
11: I am uh, trying to uh, really leverage uh, the the environment here in the Super Bowl. So I've been doing just some street interviews with guys, very uh, unscripted, fun, lighthearted. But uh, yeah, just this a, a, a way to get involved and uh, continue to rehearse, right? Yeah. Like it's it's practice, just like anything else. Oh, repetition, yeah. uh, you know, makes for uh, a, a better. Uh, Better
4: individual, better success, right? Yeah. Are you, are you playing next year? Are you trying to get into media next year, do a little combo Jason Kelsey style, you know?
11: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am doing a combination right now, uh, taking on any opportunities that, that arise. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's why I ended up playing 12 years is because uh, every opportunity that striked, uh, you know, I always capitalized and was ready for it. So take, taking that same approach in media. Uh, but next year I, I will love to return. Uh, her lucky number is 13. So All we're right. going to see. We're going we're, True, true, true. Uh, we're going to see what God has in store for us. Awesome. Yeah, you
2: were part of a ferocious Browns defense this year. What made you guys so dominant? Uh,
11: I, I think it, it really had a lot to do uh, with, with, again, uh, the, the men uh, that were placed into that locker room, uh, the, the mindset that we all possess, um, and the, the willingness to uh, put it all on the line for your brother. Um, and you saw how, how fun the game was for us. And, and 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 that that feeling uh, was also envied on, a, on a, from a lot of other teams. Yeah, you know, because of the amount of celebrations, the way that we bonded, um, and then that tra- that just translated into us having great success this year. So, um, you know, again, it, it reminded me a lot of Philly, uh, just because of the amount of injuries yeah. that took place this year and how we never we never wavered. We yeah. didn't flinch. We just kept going. Uh, and that is just the resiliency of the entire team. When when Joe Flacco
4: came in, it kind of is reminiscent because Nick Foles. Nick, right? in, it, it, it was the same. We, were you just sitting we're, here like, like no, her, this We're like, like, we're like
11: Flacco, yeah. yeah. Might do it. He's giving us a lot of Nick Foles <laughs> yeah. right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing.
4: So playing for four different teams, how hard is that to try and get used to the scheme? You know, I think a lot of times as fans, even media, we don't always adjust for guys, especially earlier on. I mean, yeah. it, you're just all of a sudden saying, oh, well, they were good here, but sometimes it's a different system, different scheme, obviously different coordinator. What is that like transitioning? Yeah, scheme matters. It, it, it
11: does matter a lot. Um, you know, the... the good thing about the game there's especially a defensive player there's only but so many coverages you can possibly <laughs> run but it's the way that uh, certain coordinators construct uh, their their schemes uh, but I, I think the hardest is the language yeah. uh, you, you're still you know a guy like myself who was in Philadelphia for six years and then I go to Indianapolis and we're running maybe a couple similar coverages but the, the language the code words that i would say you know when i had to come down left and right or we're working combinations were different and i found myself repeating what I was, you know, what I was used to, yeah. because it's just ingrained in you. It's just, it's just a, a habit that was formed. So I think that's the most difficult part uh, about it. Ultimately, is is, is the language uh, within each game
4: and then how it's also constructed a little bit. Erica, when when he comes home, is he talking in, in, in football talk? He's he's giving you the the, the coverages? Um, not really.
12: <laughs> I mean, he is attached to his iPad and watching plays like all night long. Um, but I love football too, so I'm probably asking more of the questions. Like, okay, so I. Sound good in the stands. Like, let me make sure I know what this is. Okay, we're in cover two. We're like yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so Her penalties and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's good when we watch games. At least I know what's going on. Yeah. She's but. like twelve personnel's coming out. Twelve <laughs> yeah, personnel, right. watch yeah, out. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Ronnie, I got to ask you: Did Flacco really fall asleep on the sidelines? and Did you guys give him? <laughs> shit No, he for did.
11: It? He did hit the snooze button. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. I mean, you can't blame him. Right? Yeah.
2: Like, I mean, he'd done his work for the night. I said. But did you guys? Did you guys give it to him in the locker room when you saw that clip?
11: We did. We did. You know, and I mean, he he embraced it. Flacco is an incredible uh, teammate. Um, I Actually, we crossed paths in Philly for a short span of time, so seeing him back in the locker room was good. He took the crown, uh, the oldest, in the locker room from me once he came in, so I was happy about that. Uh But, yeah, he's just an all-around great dude, uh, great father, and, um, man, he – he meant a lot to us this year, being able to step in and fill some big shoes, um, and, and have a psh, shit, one of his best, you know, yeah. games of his career,
2: yeah. you know, and that, down that stretch. Have you ever nodded off on the sideline?
11: No, I never. No. I've <laughs> never done that. I've never done that. I'm like too. Yeah. I'm too locked in. Too yeah, locked in. yeah. Like people probably sometimes are like Rob. Why are you so involved and looking in offense? And that, like I'm just.
4: It's just, I just, it's just
11: me. It's just me, Coach Rod for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
4: Have you ever gone up against Gronkowski as he walks by right there? You ever have to lock it? I guess you would have also Super Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah.
11: (laughs) I think one of the first plays, they threw an over route to him. You know, classic Tom Brady over the middle about 15 yards. Had to make a a a touchdown saving tackle against him. Uh, But he's he's one of the best. You know, as we know. Uh, the last play had a little bad down, but earlier in the game, though. Early in the game, yeah. who, who
4: was who was the hardest guy you ever had to go up against? Was there a certain guy you what, played multiple what times? Group, what skill group? Yeah, to say because it could be a little bit of anything, right? Yeah, be receiver, running, be back, running wise, back Adrian Peterson,
11: Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, those were two uh, in their prime, very hard to stop. Um, and then I think on the receiver front, Antonio Brown, Odell, mm. Julio Jones. Uh, all are very impressive so they all create they're all dynamic in their own and they and they um, you know create different areas of, 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 of issues for you as a
2: defender there were some really strong and stout defenses in the afc this year obviously the browns baltimore was really good what's your take on kansas city's defense i feel like they were a little underrated all season long and then you see them go up against buffalo baltimore yeah. in the playoffs and show out do you think those guys were underrated throughout the year
11: I believe so and I think that's uh, that's been my focus on why uh, I feel Kansas City will win is because I think their defense now um, is, is no longer the question mark like yeah. they're the answer yeah um, they've done it countless times throughout this season Mahomes hasn't been hasn't put up a 40point games when mm-hmm. you look at it 24 17 it's, it's yep. grinded it out. Type of game, and they're now comfortable um, in that in that new role. Uh, whereas a couple years ago, you would say they're bimba, don't break, right? Like yeah, totally. you have a lot of worry about that defense. It's whoever has the ball last. But now you see them getting countless stops over and over again, similar to how they won. How they ended up here? Uh, they yeah. had to stop Lamar Jackson I don't know how many times right um because the Baltimore defense was stout. so I think they're up for the challenge and and like anything else defense wins championships
2: would you ever consider going over to KC and uh playing for Steve Spagnuolo
11: uh Steve Spagnuolo is a is a great coach Mm -hmm. um I I, I think you know I've seen a lot of uh, players I know have great success in that scheme Mm -hmm. uh but you know, it's a winning, a winning environment, winning culture over there. So yeah. I think anybody, would, uh-huh, would, yeah. if they had an opportunity to go over there and play with Mahomes, it's going to put you <laughs> in the best chance possible to, to end up uh, possibly with a ring.
2: You hear that, Brett Veach, give this guy a call. <laughs>
4: <laughs> when it comes to Isaiah Pacheco and how he runs, when you see him, are you sitting there like, man, I do not want to tackle that? Yeah, I know you can't have that on the field, but, like, those no, high knees. He,
11: he runs explosive. He's a little jitterbug. Yeah. Uh, he always uh, is, is moving forward, keeping his legs going, and he's been a very intricate part as to why um, they're also winning. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm looking forward to him having uh, a, a game himself. But, yeah, Pacheco's made a, a lot of splash in such a, a short period of time in his league. Yeah.
2: All right, so you already told us you think the Chiefs are going to win. We haven't heard from Erica yet. Who you got in this one?
12: I also have the Chiefs. And unbiasedly, unbiasedly without discussing it. But um, also, you know, I hear the defensive scheme and and how Rodney takes his play on it. But I think also it's that experience. Um, I I used the example earlier, like Brock Purdy, he's back. He made his comeback after that loss and being hurt and playing against the Eagles right last year. Um, And now it's his time to shine. And there's a lot of light on him. Uh, what do you take? Is it the distractions from Super Bowl week, or do yeah. you take away like you're playing against a great? You're playing against like Tom Brady 2.0 right now, which is Mahomes, yeah. um, who always pulls out a, a touchdown some way. So I'm calling it the Chiefs.
2: Okay. You one. thinking about a career in media Tom too? Brady you're pretty good points. on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, do.
12: I do like sometimes when I'm behind the mic, but we have different styles. Rod is very much so like. Podcast flow, he could keep going. He knows he's really good at interjecting, um, like in the conversational yeah. set. But me, I'm like, I can smile and wave. And <laughs> you guys got a podcast?
11: <laughs> nah,
4: no, nah, we don't. But
11: uh, give us give
2: us a call when you're done playing. We'll get yeah. you one up. And yeah. All right, say <laughs> less. Let's do say it. Say less. Yeah. It right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah appreciate Everyone, you guys by.
4: Go to changeourfuture.org. Changeourfuture.org. One more time everything you guys are doing is phenomenal. Can you Thank give you. one more one more speech to everyone?
7: Yeah.
12: Yeah, I'd say change our future it's all about the kids. We're all about giving back, pouring into the the minorities, the communities that need extra help that don't have the experience and opportunities. Let their dream let them dream really big. Um, because the world is their oyster and it's just bringing someone along that can help them reach that goal so.
2: mm. awesome mm. message yeah yeah, no, yeah. drop it. that <laughs> mic yeah. yeah don't drop it we gotta pay for nah. that. I appreciate y'all coming thank by you Yeah, yeah. You yeah.
7: So thank you so much, much. we appreciate, appreciate it thank you y'all.
4: awesome thanks, boss yeah. see you man great conversation take care of y'all again thanks for letting me drink a beer on City Hall because of you <laughs> yeah. thank you yeah. that, that, that's,
7: appreciate your good luck I appreciate, yeah, appreciate that man alright thank you all
4: yeah. right. you forever love. yes see that I contributed yeah city that's yeah. what that's what we're counting that as yeah. the, the
2: chiefs <laughs> fans are here aren't gonna like all your Philly talk I, I gotta say
4: I mean come on I'm just uh <clears throat> keeping it real I'm just let, letting people know that it was uh I'm a good luck charm
2: I got my, my head of content brain spinning man I, I think those two would be great on a podcast together talking about uh talking about the game talking about some of the off-field stuff um just real uh awesome. just real easy together you know um, is, that, is that flavor Flav walking by
4: that's awesome. Does he got the... Uh, Flavor Flav's walking by. He's yeah, got a he's great got clock. Uh, clock on.
2: It's kind of an understated clock. Do you think he, he uh, is here for Flavor of Love? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm checking the pronunciation of our next guest's name because I want to get this one right. Yeah, you're uh,
4: introing this one.
2: Atiato we got
4: Richard walking over to give you advice yeah, right yeah. here.
2: That's all right, producer Richard making an appearance. All right, everybody, let's do a little fall the
4: dancing ball.
2: Okay, Atito, Atito, Abonia, 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 Atito, Abonia, Atito, Abonia. That's how I heard it from the draft video. So okay, that's that's, tito, that's my reference. See what's going to happen though is when he comes over here, I'm going to panic, and I'm going to I'm going to be I'm going to be like Tito Uh is what's going to happen. Kadir is Tony. Atito Abonia, Atito, Abonia. See, Aboni. this is not you guys think this is easy up here. All right. So, by the way, the guy that's coming over here, Atito Abonia, Aboni. is a nose tackle for the Chargers. He is not going to be a small man. So if I were to mispronounce his name, there will be no tattoo. Six four three twenty.
4: You ready for that one?
2: S- six six four what how big? Six four three twenty. No, I'm not ready for that. You're closer to him. I'm not so, ready for uh, that. Have fun. Atito Abonia.
7: That's not bad,
2: right? A Tito Abonia. A Tito Abonia. Nose tackle for the Chargers. I am totally. This made Richard very happy. I'm going to blow it. I know I'm going to blow it. Okay,
4: guys, we are at $865 donations uh, for Special Olympics. I don't like it. $865. Malcolm's back there. He's thrilled. I don't like it. You getting excited? Malcolm, (laughs) get that camera on on my guy, Malcolm. Malcolm, have you heard this? That That I. I said that I
2: made a mistake, Malcolm. I shouldn't, uh, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said what I said.
4: We are, again, donating for a special cause. It's for Special Olympics. And if we get to $1,000 in donations. And the Chiefs win. And the Chiefs win. They're going to win. Uh, the Patrick's going to tattoo. So uh, what was the tattoo again? Well, they
2: said I have to get a Joker tattoo because that was my call sign. That was, that was the deal. I don't feel like I specified what kind of Joker tattoo I would get.
4: Kadarius Tony. <laughs> okay. Like his, his face <laughs> because he is Tony. the Joker.
2: Uh, the Pat Mahomes Joker tattoo. What about
4: um, um, I like feel like Batman this, Joker.
2: I feel like this is my choice. If I have to go through with this, I feel like I get to get whatever size, whatever style tattoo that I want since you know it'll be on my body for the know, rest man. of my life. It'll I'll be able to set an example for my son as I, well. I, I disagree about with About what not to do. You know, what bets not to make. And then if you're going to make a donation bet, go higher than $1,000. Go $100,000. You know? Um, it's uh, you know, it is what it is. I said what I said, and uh, we'll see how it all plays out here. But I really think we should just stop talking about it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and stop putting the word out about this. Um, all no, right.
4: I, I think we need it we, it's for a good cause, Patrick. Why? Do you not want people to give to charity? Of course
2: or? I want people to give special. I, I think this is. The, but it should we'll, not be I mean, at my expense is all I'm saying. You they put yourself been giving. in this situation. People should have been giving already because it's a great organization that does a lot of good. I'm just saying. Um, so who we got coming up here? As, aside from Tito Abonia. Atito Abonia from the Chargers. <laughs> I know when I, when I mispronounce it when he comes up. Richard's going to boo. I don't know if I got it right. A Tito, Uh, Abonia.
4: I'm just more intrigued by what the uh, Jets owner, Woody Johnson, said about uh, the team. Oh, Uh, yeah.
2: Basically. He just threw Zach Wilson under the bus, drug him out from under it, and then threw him under there again.
4: Yeah. Uh, Speaking to reporters, Johnson listed team needs for the offseason. When it was suggested that a backup quarterback should be on the list, he agreed, saying, quote, You need a backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year. Big yikes.
2: Not cool. <laughs> no. I mean, look, he's hes an owner. He's got lots of money. I guess you can say stuff when you do that. Hasn't stopped Jarrah over the years from speaking his mind. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, so, again, we've got a Tito Abonia coming up from the Chargers nose tackle for them at some point, maybe. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, see him coming. We'll probably um,
4: see him coming. I mean, this, this he is, if you are 6'4", 320, I mean. Uh, yeah. And then
2: we're going to have another tight end from the Saints, Juwan Johnson and his wife, Shannon Tons- Johnson. I might need a pronunciation on that too, Richard. Uh, Shannon, I think that seems pretty straightforward, Shannon Johnson. Um, and they're going to be here on behalf of Verizon. So I, we've kind of gotten lucky in that we've got this game with two marquee tight ends, and we've had lots of tight ends come through, both current
4: and former players, to kind of give us their uh, perspective on the position. 100%. But I'm feeling like old man right now, like almost like dad mode. Uh, Patrick's been leaning back in his chair, and I want to just yell, dude, Are you y- making you y- nervous? Can't, yes. Go, I'll go right through. He's bad on the chair legs. I don't care that they're plastic. I'm gonna say what every dad's ever said to kids who <laughs> lean back in their chair. It's bad on the legs. Yeah, but because I'm an old man, I've got a bad back. You're gonna and fall so directly in, right into the arrowhead, into attic. The arrowhead attic. thing. I'm shaking him right now. <laughs> I'm shaking him like a Polaroid um, picture.
2: Yeah, but we're down to our last two guests. Sterling, what do you think, man? I mean, should we should we start getting into our prediction for the game here? Is now the time? Do you want to uh, save it for the
4: I don't know, Patrick.
0: I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim.
2: I don't know. It's Patrick Mahomes and it's Brock Purdy and it's George Kittle and I, it's the touchdown.
4: I think it was pretty good. I was going like, to keep letting you go on that little yeah. Romo rant. Oh, Romo. All oh, right, Romo. What do you think? Prediction time? <sighs>
2: yeah, let's do it, man. Um, why don't you kick us off? No, you go first. You're making me go first. Yeah. I'm worried about this one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not as confident as Matt Conner. Um, you know, I, I, I do think, though, top to bottom, a lot of people have said that the, the Niners have the better roster, and I just I don't agree with that. I think the Niners have a lot of splashy names. I'm not saying the Niners don't have a good roster. They have an excellent roster. They're in the Super Bowl. But when when you think about the Niners and you're like CMC and Ayuk and Kittle and obviously Brock Purdy's got a lot of play this year. You know, you hear a lot of these guys, and when you hear about the Chiefs offense, it's like, Rasheed Rice, nobody really know outside of Kansas City, they don't really know who he is yet. Isaiah Pacheco isn't really a household name um, at the running back position just yet. You've got Travis Kelsey, you've got Patrick Mahomes, but Tyree Hill is gone, and people think that this Chiefs team is weaker, and if they were casually paying attention to them during the regular season, they were not playing well. Especially if you tuned, tuned in on Christmas Day, you probably think these guys are frauds but you're wrong um you're wrong and so in this one i've got the chiefs i actually think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring than most people think in this one i got the chiefs 31 niners 27. i think it's going to be a tight tight game but in the end i think experience and coaching is going to well out for the chiefs
4: man that's a lot higher score than I think. Um, I'm going to go 23-17, Kansas City. Um, I think 23-17. It's going to be a close game. I think low score. Um, the Chiefs will get it done because they have 15. At the end of the day,
2: you know. That's right, 15.
4: You, you know, all the talk about Brandon Ayuk and CMC and weapons. I think this defense is so good, and again, I don't think the Niners are necessarily a great schematic matchup to face Kansas City. I think the Chiefs have the advantage that they can take away what the Niners do well. Can the Niners take away what the Chiefs do well? I don't quite think so. Now, a little different, Fred Warner, he's going up against Travis Kelsey. You might be a little intrigued by that, right? Fred Warner, best linebacker in football, but Kyle Hamilton was the best safety in football and got torched by... Yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going, "That's great and all. You might be a stud. The issue is the dude on the Chiefs side is a bigger stud." Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's uh, it's Travis Kelsey, man. I mean, it's not like he hasn't gone up against the best of the best year after year after year. After year. Um, is uh, is this our guy? How you doing, doing man? Those? How you doing, How
4: you doing, Sterling? Nice to meet you, Juan.
2: All right, Juan. you. It's tight in, in Central up in here. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: you just have to <laughs> walk around all your all, all your uh, <laughs> tight in you guys. Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. I'm
9: seeing a lot of fellows in here <laughs> dapping them up, and congratulating God. them on a the year. So yeah. And we have uh, Shannon with you, right? Did I pronounce Hi. your name correctly? Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I'm just passing it to
2: you. I was <laughs> asking our producer. I was like, look this one up for me because <laughs> I want to make sure I get it right, and I blew it. Uh, who you guys uh, out here working with today?
9: Yeah, so um, we're here working with uh, Total by Bar- Total Bar- Verizon.
13: Yeah, we're here with Total by Bar- Verizon. They have their first Super Bowl ad, really exciting. It's going to be on the Univision telecast for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, it's really cool because it's all prepaid, so it makes it really economically, you know, yeah. helpful. Yeah, you know, um, I like a lot commercials going to be dope, too. Yeah, the commercial will be cool. It's a Suave Mente twist. You know, we like a
9: little dancing and stuff like that, uh-huh. so, yeah. Cool. And obviously, a lot of guys who are, um, you know, rideshare drivers are going to be able to get their car washed for free, yep. and that's going to be super dope. That's
4: so, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool when you look at this upcoming matchup as a tight end obviously yeah you see you see kittle you see kelsey right what, what is that like for you because you're gonna be so probably hyper focused on those two yeah. guys No, yeah. they're, they're currently right now no yeah. you'll, you'll get there but yeah, right now yeah. no was, doubt the, 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 two, no the doubt. two top tight ends in football right definitely. now definitely. What, what, what's that like for you watching this yeah. guys?
9: um yeah i definitely don't take any offense because that's those, those are the guys who are at the top of their you know, at the top of the position right now. Those guys are playing well, extremely high. Those guys do it with class. They don't, you know, badmouth anybody. They honestly, just do it with so much class and grace. And so, you know, Travis is, you know, obviously an older guy, and, and, and George is getting up there, but those guys are still playing at such a high level. And they blocking their butts off. Like, people see Travis, like, he's blocking his butts off. Yes. Like, yeah, you yeah. see him last game getting his hands dirty. I, I love that. So I'm um, really excited for um, both guys to, you know, do the thing. As a talented pass catcher yourself at the position,
2: what is it that makes Travis Kelsey so special yeah. and so deadly to a defense?
9: Yeah. Um, I just think the experience that he has, but he's so keen into what the defense is doing. And that's something that younger guys don't know. If you don't know yeah. what the defense is doing, you can't sit in zones, you can't um, set up certain you know releases or set up certain routes like you can. But Travis has been doing it for a long time, man. He's been doing it at a high level for so many years, having 1,000-yard uh, years at the 1,000-yard year, and you wonder why because he knows what, he knows is going on the defense and so that's something that, you know, I try to look at when we're going to tight end U camps and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. That's yeah. why it's so crucial to go there because yeah. you learn from him, you know what he's doing and uh you know, he's just doing big things.
4: W- what is tight end you like? What, yeah. what are those camps actually like? Yeah. yeah,
9: they're fun. I mean, she was always wondering why. She was like, what are you doing over there? But uh, <laughs> you know,
13: pregnant when he went, so I didn't get to go. I was like about to pop but I was like, man, <laughs> I feel like I have FOMO right now.
9: Yeah, yeah. So, so you have like the wives there and stuff like that. You bring the girlfriends and, you know, we all have a good time after you know, we do the work and we do the classroom. We doing all that other stuff, and so you know, we all have a good time afterwards. And everybody's asking, "You know, where's Shan? Where's your wife?" And I'm like, "Well, she's about to pop in like two minutes." But <laughs> she allowed me to go over there just to have a good time with the fellas. And so, um, you know, it was just good to, you know, like I said, be in the classroom, run some routes, and uh, just have a good time.
2: Now, when I was doing my research, and, and we've interviewed a lot of people, so forgive me if I got this one wrong. Did you yeah. guys just have a, a child just recently? We did.
13: We had one seven months ago. Seven months yeah, ago. Yeah, she's awesome. seven months. Oh. She's Actually, yesterday, she turned seven months old, and we missed it. Yeah. Um.
2: So, okay, my wife is six months pregnant with oh. our first. You guys got any advice for me? Because I'm, like, right behind you here. Okay. And I'm starting to freak out a little. Uh.
13: Give us some advice. Dad advice. You need dad advice. Okay,
9: dad advice. My bad. <laughs> um, honestly, it is... I honestly want you to go into it kind of blind because, honestly, having a baby is probably the most... Uh, exhilarating, exciting things you're ever gonna probably have in your life. Yeah. And um it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so transformative for you. You're gonna find a love that you never had before. It's gonna be different from your wife's love. It's gonna be different from you know any other love in sports or whatever the case is. Yeah. It's gonna be so special and um you're always gonna want to take care of that baby and hold that baby with so much, you know, precious you know possession. <laughs> I'm I am i am excited. How am I gonna get sleep? It's just that's not on the table. Uh well it depends. I got sleep. Yeah, <laughs> Shannon allowed me to get some. Well, you had the season going sleep, on, right? So. That's
13: the only reason he got sleep. Yeah. But now, if it happened now, no.
9: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think you're not gonna get much sleep. But I, I'm not gonna lie, you're gonna find a different strength in yourself. Yeah, and that's something that uh, no, no, no parent that's not like somebody that's not a parent will never understand. It's fantastic. Like you, you, you will, you will find it. You'll uh, find it. I'm excited, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um,
2: so tell us what, what's the hardest part about playing tight end in the NFL? Yeah. Thought?
9: Uh, I feel like the hardest thing, well, well, I feel like for her, the hardest thing about me playing is that she doesn't know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't understand, like, was your block good or was your block bad? <laughs> yeah. Like, was, no. like, she doesn't know. <laughs> and so, but I feel like the hardest thing for me, at least at least going into it was just, like, understanding blocking and running concepts. Like, I knew nothing about, run concepts like i just like what is a jab counter yeah. what is a power like what like i had no idea but um you know just me investing my time and stuff like that learning to run schemes and stuff like that i think that was the biggest thing for me because passing i can do whatever like you can put me at any position i know what i'm doing yeah but in terms of just like the run stuff i had no idea and i had to take a lot of like, i had to take a lot of time a lot of hard work to get to it
4: You've been really good in the red zone in your career. Um, Why do you think you've been so solid there? Because obviously, I think the Chiefs, for example, they've actually struggled this year a lot in the red zone. They've stalled out, but you find success. Why are you so good when the field shrinks down? Uh,
9: It's my mentality. Uh, It's definitely my mentality. I feel like going into it, it's just like, when you get past twenty-five yards and in, I'm thinking like this is my touchdown, and this mm-hmm. is and this is my this is my this is me. Like yeah. this is what I what I go into it. And even like before the season started, she was like, "All right, well, you know, I, I just want you in the red zone. Like it doesn't matter <laughs> where. You feel. I just want you because that's where touchdowns come from. and That's where she can celebrate and have a good time. Yeah. But honestly, like when I get to the red zone, I know that's me. Guys love big bodies. Derek loves big bodies in the red zone. He just wants guys to make plays. Yeah.
2: Shannon, you were an athlete as well in college, right? You were a gymnast? I was, was yes. Your, what were your best events? I
13: did all four, vault bars beam, floor. Um, I definitely starred in bars. That was my thing. Uh, but, yeah, all four. It was really cool.
2: My sister did gymnastics, too. She was kind of tall. She always had a tough time with the bars. <laughs> yeah, did you run into that? How tall are you? I
13: did. Okay, so I'm 5'10 right now, but when I graduated college, I was 5'6.
2: Oh, wow. Um, gymnastics
13: wow. stunted my growth.
7: Oh, man.
2: Um,
13: so, I mean, 5'6 is still pretty tall for a gymnast. I'm not going to lie. Um, most of my teammates were 4'9, 5 feet tall. <laughs> so you
2: grew 4 inches after college? I did. That's crazy. How I does did. it stunt your growth?
13: I think it's all the pounding on the body. I think yeah. it's just like, you know, and then just... Gymnastics is such a high-intensity sport, you know, like yeah. puberty and all that really doesn't hit until yeah. after So I think a lot just happens. Do you miss it? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited this year is the Olympics So I'm like get yeah. to get back and do it a little yeah. bit. It
2: gives you a good fitness foundation though, right? Totally. Think I think every child
13: That's my tip. Parent yeah. tip, pro tip. I've heard a
2: lot about that about boys and girls like when they're young start them in gymnastics and like wrestling and stuff. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. All right so Uh, who do you think has the edge in this game? Two really good teams here you got the young up and coming quarterback you got you know Goat 2.0 and and, and Mahomes who are you
9: liking in this one? I I, I don't know necessarily who I'm going to go with but I will name out the highlights of each team. I will say that the 49ers have a juggernaut of a squad a juggernaut of a roster both top to bottom from quarterback all the way down to the kicker like they have a pretty solid team and i will say from the chiefs point of view they've been here they've been here so many times and if mahomes wins another super bowl that's three for him i think that's three yeah. and, and him and travis and it doesn't matter who you know uh it doesn't matter who patrick mahomes has on the outside he just always makes it work like i had no idea if he had told if he had told me two months ago that the, uh, that, the uh, that the chiefs were gonna be in the super bowl i would have said no yeah. There's no way but here they are in the super bowl about to get a third uh championship Oh we're
4: Third Super Bowl under Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. How did that play go down? You know, with Jameis Winston. I don't, I don't know. Were you in the huddle at that point, giving it? To, j- j- oh, that <laughs> You're asking wait, about that point. With Jamal, you get people in trouble here. I'm not trying to get him in trouble. But, oh man. I, know, I just no, thought yeah. it was it was it was interesting. Yeah, like definitely. I was. And definitely. then you hear you know definitely. Jameis, and you yeah. know we agree as a team. And yeah. well, it is kind of cool to yeah. see at least a team say, so you know no, what, Definitely. we want to do it definitely. for our guy. We definitely. we want our
9: guy to get this. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you the backstory of some of it. Um, I was, I think I was supposed to be in, I told Jimmy Graham, uh, earlier, I was like, well, you know, this is our last game. So you might as well go in and, uh, you know, finish it out. But I was in a way kind of joking because we were just about to kneel it. Sure. So he went out there and I was like, what are we in? And they were like, yeah, we're, we're in like victory formation. Yeah. So I was going out there. I was like, no, come out. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to step out. (laughs) And so we're in victory formation. And, you know, Jamal hasn't scored all year. I mean, yeah. he had the most touchdowns from any running back last year. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't have not one. Yeah. And we've been talking about this, like, going into the last. I'm just like, man, Jamal doesn't have not one touchdown. And, um, and yeah, man, so, you know, we're at the one. I don't think it would have made a difference if Tyron – because before that, Tyron had picked it off and brought it down to the one. Yeah. And so we're at the one. And from my recollection, like, everybody was saying, like, yeah, we're gonna we're going to score. And obviously on the other side, the Atlanta was like, are you guys about to run it in? <laughs> and nobody said nothing. Uh, nobody so they said, were asking? They were asking, like, are you all about to run it in? And nobody said nothing. Oh. And then that's what happened. But oh. honestly, it's it's always going to be a, a, a team decision. Like, sure. you know, the guys in the huddle, like, we, we all we all love Jamal. That's one thing. Like, yeah. Jamal is probably the one, one of the most selfless teammates that I've been around, aside from Jameis. And honestly, like getting him the ball, like I was, I was down with it. Like I was yeah. riding with that 100. And so uh, anybody say like, yeah, we should have nailed it. Nah, you got to stop it. Like at the yeah. end of the day, yeah. like we always play till you know every every at the clock is zero. Do so, yeah, no you doubt. think you should
2: have came out in like a regular formation yeah. so the guys knew what you were gonna do? Yeah, we
9: we, we should have, but we didn't. I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't look back and it say weren't. like, oh yeah, yeah. we should have did this. But yeah. the thing is, is like going into it, it's just kind of like, all right, we in victory. But yeah. you know, when all is said and done, it's just like. You no, know, let's let's get let's get Jamal to rock. Get, like he him a he ain't scored all year, man. Yeah. So let's yeah. give him the rock. Yeah. And I, honestly, from the sideline, I'm just like. I'm down with that. Yeah. Because everybody was hype on the sideline. It's uh-huh. not like everybody was like, whoa, what's going everybody was hype. Well yeah. that's
4: what it was. It was a team rallying around Definitely before him. This Definitely. was
9: for Definitely. Jamal Williams. So yeah. I thought I Definitely. thought it was a really good uh... And
4: and we don't like Atlanta as is. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. right. And it was just like <laughs> icing <Iceland laughs> on it the cage. D- double women, right? We're there. Like a double whammy. Yeah. Uh Derek Carr, what is it like with him? I would say Derek yeah. Carr, Raider uh, for a long, long time. What is yeah. he like as a leader? What yeah. is he like as a quarterback down there? He's
9: he's like uh yeah. he's like a leader I've had before. He's he's a little bit like Justin Herbert in ways, like he's not like a, a rowdy, rowdy guy, but he is like a silent assassin in some ways, and that's something that I love about Derek Light. Like, there's so many things to leaders that people really don't know, and he's a great guy. Um, he's a great believer, and I always like talk to him about everything, and that's one of the guys. He's very approachable. He's not like a guy that you know you can't talk to him all the time. You can talk to him about anything, and that's something, guy, like you got to have. And he's dealt with a lot this year. Yeah, dealt with yeah. criticism, dealt with the booze. He dealt with injury. He was banged and, up, right? And he was banged up, and he still managed to do his thing this whole year.
4: Yeah, we have a lot of respect. We have a lot of uh, Chiefs listeners, Chiefs yeah. fans. But I think a lot of us, we all have a lot of respect for Derek Carr, yeah. even though it was the rival yeah. for the longest no period. No doubt. I, I found myself rooting for him yeah. when he went to New Orleans. Yeah. It was just because he was rocking yeah. the, the black yeah. and silver. <laughs> no doubt. But there, there's a certain guys no doubt. you're like, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's been through a ton yeah. also no doubt. W- when in, in Las Vegas. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I'm rooting for, no for, for his no and New Orleans success I as do. well. So And it'll all
9: work out. And that's one thing that I will tell people, like I'm always riding with Derek. Like Derek is my guy. And I think you know, people don't give him enough credit for the things that he does aside from all the things that he goes through. Yeah. Like, he still manages to show up on Sunday and do his thing no matter what. Yeah. Is
2: there a, a player that you idolize growing up or yeah. a tight end that you modeled your game after? Yeah.
9: Well, you know, at first I didn't model any game after a, a tight end because I was a receiver first. Receiver, yeah. But um, I would say I, I love Calvin Johnson. That's that's yeah. somebody that I love. You know, growing up, just how fast he was, how big he was, how consistent he was, and he just would grab anything in his vicinity. So I loved. Yeah, I love Calvin Johnson. Yeah,
4: man. When did the transformation from wide receiver to tight end happen? Yeah. When was yeah. that? When was that? Gonna-
9: when, my, when, when my wife was making all the good food, that's that's when it happened. That's <laughs> like, like like literally, that's when it happened. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I I had so much weight on me, and I was like, man, like I don't, I, I can't not eat because I just felt like just my body was growing kind of fast. Sure. And so um, yeah, they told me like, yeah, man, if you gain some more pounds, we got to put you at tight end. And then in, in the very and that in that night, we started eating. I was like, yeah, we eating, yeah, we trying to <laughs> tight end. And uh, you know, the next offseason, that's what happened. I moved to tight end. So
2: Shannon, are you the cook in the family? I am. Yeah. You what's your oh, yeah. what's your what's his favorite dish that you make?
13: He loves the Mexican food I make. I'm oh, Mexican, okay. so he obviously
9: loves yeah. that. But
13: yeah, he had never had Mexican food until the day he met me.
9: Oh, okay. Well like from Jersey you don't really have Mexican food. I guess you're you know right, yeah. What what part of Jersey? I'm from South, so I'm right next to Philly, so you're gonna get more Italian. Like yeah, you're gonna yeah. get more yeah. Italian cheesesteaks, like uh-huh. you're gonna get so like, like we don't we don't do like Mexican food crazy what's your go-to what, what do you make and what, what he kind? loves
13: the tacos tacos Tacos. And share. oh yeah
9: so she makes like the shell herself like she makes really so okay. she makes the shell she you know she um she puts it in oil and she you know flips it makes it a certain way and i'm all for that like i'm all, <laughs> I'm all for that like i don't want to like I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to go to the store get your shell like i don't want them things made right. yeah corn or flour
13: uh, I do corn. Yeah. Yeah, because I like to make the typical like hard shell
4: taco. Yeah, corn mm-hmm. yeah. corn's the way to go. Yes. As yes. a man who I, I make a lot of enchiladas myself. Oh, so, period. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. a good I just enchilada. Had some.
13: Your dad just made some. Yeah, my dad made some. <laughs> <laughs>
9: he just made some right before we left. <laughs> right, real quick, before you guys go, tell us one more time about the work that you're doing with yeah. Verizon. Yeah. So we're working with uh, you know Total by Verizon, and so um, we're so excited about it because it gets to help a lot of people, and you know they're.
13: Honestly, my favorite thing right now is the fact that they're doing the car wash. Right. Did we mention yeah. that they're giving free car washes for all rideshare drivers, yeah. which is oh, amazing. Cool. That's
4: honestly amazing. Yeah,
13: it's so cool because it's intense here right now, yeah, super I'm busy all, and crazy. That's, that's yeah, it's we told y'all, yeah. but it's a twist on Suave Mente, yeah. so we're excited about that. Yeah. It's their first Super Bowl commercial, so that's really exciting yeah. too. Um, obviously, it's super affordable and convenient because yeah, it's prepaid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we're about to we're about to record a fun little TikTok doing a little twist on the dance. So oh, we'll show awesome. you all. You'll have to check it
2: out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. All right. Well we appreciate you coming by and uh, enjoy the game. You guys going?
9: Yeah, absolutely. We yeah, are. yeah. We will be. Nice to meet we'll you. We'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to
4: we'll meet, you. Nice we'll meet you guys. All right. oh. all right. I don't have the Thank long you. arms. See that that's why I couldn't <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be and a receiver. Season, couldn't be a receiver. Yeah, yeah. I could be a tight end, I could you know, maybe a cornerback.
2: Juwan and Shannon Johnson working with Verizon. Check out the 30-second Spanish ad that's going to air during Univision's first-ever Spanish telecast of
4: this year's big game. not to say? It. You can't say it. it's it's the big game. Can't say it.
2: it's the big game. Are you going to the big game, the big game Sterling?
4: Uh, no, you know I'm not, Patrick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you you're just rubbing it in my face. Are you kidding me? I mean, you're out here trying the, to get me. Oh, are you going to the big game, yeah, Patrick? Yeah. Um, Gosh. So, uh, mic drop this and leave. We're good. This is it? This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, live from Radio Row. We've been here all week. It's Friday. The Super Bowl is Sunday. Sterling, this is our last show. This is the last moments of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I, I have before, a lot more radio. It all goes y- you, down. Y- you, you do. I have a you're lot You're going to transition to Stag in the Box. But for the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, this is it. We have gotten our, our predictions in. Now, you're going to be on the post-game show,
4: correct? I think pre, half, and post. Yeah. Busy man.
2: Sterling will be on the post. You're going to have fun
4: drinking beers I'm not working. I'll be working.
2: I'm, I will be at the game with our Special Olympics correspondent, Malcolm harris Scotty will be at the game uh, covering it. We'll be there afterwards. So I'm not going to be on the show, unfortunately. I might try to pull out some video. If I'm able to get my phone out and sneak into the production afterwards, I definitely will to let you know what I'm seeing on the ground at the Super Bowl. But I just want to say one more time. All season long, you guys have been absolutely incredible. This is what we've all worked for and hoped for all season long. The Chiefs in the Super Bowl with a chance to go back-to-back. So make sure you enjoy the weekend, okay? When you get off work today, donate money. Donate money to Special Olympics. Special Olympics. Go buy some good barbecue. Plan the weekend out. Enjoy your Saturday. Watch Chiefs highlights. Do all that stuff. Listen to the Arrowhead Attic podcast. Go back and watch all the interviews we did this week. Soak it up. Buy some Super Bowl stuff. You don't know if they're going to win. You don't know if they're going to lose. And you don't know when they'll be back. But make sure you enjoy it because you never know.
4: All right, for a Starlight guy. Sterling, what Sterling Holmes is going to back enjoy. to the camera. What you need if, to enjoy. If you're listening. to Special Olympics. Okay. Final pitch. If we get to a thousand dollars. If you're listening this man
2: on uh, audio, Sterling. Over my shoulder, Patrick Allen, right is camera. is
4: going to get a tattoo. Trying to ruin my life. Put some ink. I don't want to say the word that rhymes with it. Put some ink guys on his on. ass, real hard. We on need me. this. It's real for a, a good cause for charity. Picture Sarah McLaughlin behind me. Come on, you want to see him I get don't a like tattoo? This. Thank you for your kindness, for your support. Until next time, we are out.
2: Go Chiefs.